Hey y'all, Joel here. Just a quick note before shooting the first episode of The Great Dragon Hunt, this series was going to be uploaded to Merchant's channel. After completing the first episode recording, it was decided to upload the series here instead. That's the reason for references made to his channel during the episode, and not to worry, a return of D&D to his channel is coming. The next installments of the series are ones I recorded and will vary a bit from the first episode in sound and video. Please do enjoy, and let me know if there are any comments or questions. Hello everyone, and welcome to... Uh, well, I don't know, is this Guild Gates and Goblins, or are we calling yeah, it something else? why not? Just say right. Descent into Avernus. Alright, it's not Descent into Avernus, but it is Guild Gates and Goblins. Uh, it's a mini-campaign that I'm DMing, um, called The Great Dragon Hunt. Um, my name is Craig, you might recognize me from Merchant's or Connor's channel, if you've watched his... All, I mean, are the MTG videos still on? I don't even uh, know. Um, no, they're, they're unlisted, but I mean, all of our D&D content is okay. That's so, yeah. most well-known. Yeah, so you might recognize me from um, Connor's D&D videos or, or Joel's D&D videos. Um, I'm a character there. But yeah, so this is a mini-campaign that I'm going to be DMing for the folks around me. Um, and this one I've created is a homebrew one. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what to say in the, the intro. I guess, I, I mean, I've kind That's of introduced parents. myself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, so why does everyone else introduce themselves? We'll start with you, John. And then we'll come to me when hopefully I felt, thought of something to say. Can I literally just say ditto, friend of everyone? Everybody here and... knows who you two are. And they probably Hello. know who Joel is as well. We've done enough introductions. <laughs> BMG, play D&D with these guys. Will do pretty cool dude uh hattie why don't you introduce yourself uh i'm hattie so i've been playing DD with craig for a year or so sort of since pandemic times um uh, so pretty new to the game but excited to be playing with some new people and josh who are you uh yeah so hi i'm josh uh i play DD and uh, games with a bunch of these folks um, are we going through characters? Yeah. Oh, no, not yet. No characters. Okay, great. That's me. That's you. <laughs> Joel? Hi, uh, I'm Joel uh, on the internet, known as Runaway Robot. I'm a professional dungeon master and game master for various different tabletop games. Uh, I play with a bunch of these people on things on my own channel and uh, also I make other D&D content. Yep, there's a, a link to Joel's channel down below. Go watch oh, our other D&D. Avernus, watch everyone yeah. go to hell. Watch Avernus, watch us all have a horrible time for 32 it's episodes. Amazing. It's never improved. <laughs> so, also, don't forget to check out the sneak peek one episode that we did oh, on Joel's channel. Yeah, of, of this. this. That's yeah. true. That um, true. I guess I, I should preface, the, uh, give a little explanation. There was a one shot that we did last week, uh, which you'll find on Joel's channel called uh, Frozen Memories which I DM'd, and it is set in the, the area the player characters will be traveling, but <clears throat> for all intents and purposes, that, that hasn't happened. Um, so forget anything that happened, any, yeah, something like that, a parallel universe or or something like that. Lovely. Um, but yeah, so I'm ready to, to kick us off here, if you guys are all ready. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Yeah. Okay. Do all that. Yeah. Boink. I like ad revenue. <clears throat> <laughs> Yo, <yeah>. Mandy. Mandy. <laughs> so, the Great Dragon Hunt is a mini campaign that we're planning to do over three sessions, and the players will be getting the adventure at level eight. The player characters have all been approached individually by a human man named Domas Donvarian, who has recruited them to travel to the land of Ormheim and slay a dragon. 
The completion of this task will reward them with a total of 10,000 gold. Ormheim is located in the frozen north, a far-off land famed for its cold climate and inhospitable terrain, its savage people, and a large population of dragons. But our story does not start there. Our story begins in the port side town known as Holbeck. It is early afternoon and the sun beams down on the bustling docks. Ships are loaded and unloaded and sailors call out to one another. The player characters have been told to meet with Damas at a dockside tavern known as the Singing Captain and our gaze is drawn to two individuals walking alongside the ships, a Goliath and a Dragonborn. So. Uh, I mean, I almost loathe to ask, but Connor, why don't you describe what your character <laughs> what looks is, like? What's that? What's that intro? Come on, man. Uh, yeah, so you <laughs> see uh, the Goliath stands at about seven feet tall, and he's clad in pretty heavy plate armor. You know, he doesn't have any hair or facial hair, as is usual for a Goliath, but his gray skin and the dark markings of his tattoos do cover his face. You see he's wearing a rather natty-looking admiral's hat, which seems to be in some form of worn down state and he has a red sash across his plate mail too that appears to have seen some better days along with the rather shoddy and maybe misappropriated medals glued to his chest and epaulets on his pauldrons and he walks along with a warhammer slung at his side and a shield on his back happily conversing if not slightly drunkenly with his companion you got that right <laughs> john would you like to describe this person's companion Yes, companion is Jark. Jark is a dragonborn. His green scales look worn with large scars across his cheek, shows his battle experience. His scale frill around his neck has small nicks and notches where scar tissue has easily replaced over the years. His plate armor and longsword are similarly worn and tinted a slight violet color, yet still look in good repair. Uh, he holds his head very high as he looks up and, uh, unless you have something else, uh, no, no, go go ahead. Perfect. I love role-playing. <laughs> uh, John, uh, yeah, uh, you just lost a lot of money. You, do you understand how to play the game? I, we just spent three hours, and you just... It's craps. It's not that hard. I didn't understand a word of your explanations. <laughs> I did enjoy the bit where we threw the dice at the table. Seven but after that, I got wins. somewhat lost. Seven or eleven wins. Well, Two, I three, put them together loses. and bet on eighteen. Oh. Don't Come worry. On. There's still coin in the purse yet. A couple coin, I guess. Yes, I mean, more or yeah. less. We shall return tomorrow and uh, perhaps recoup our losses. Let's hope. So, the two of you are making your way, as I said, along the, the dockside towards the singing captain. Uh, and as you round a corner, you do see it. And it's a, a large open tavern, which is currently servicing a, a bustling lunchtime trade. And you can see numerous tables and benches set out front. But you can also see a familiar figure in bright red robes you recognize as Domas. And um, as you approach, she gives you a wave and signals to a table that he's sitting at. As I, I, I stride in and head for the table. I sit. <clears throat> okay, so as you as you two walk over, he he turns to you and says, "Ah, welcome, uh, Admiral." And uh, sorry, was it first mate or, or first officer? I'm not familiar. First with First mate. He's uh working up there, but not quite there yet. Well, it's it's nice to meet you both again. Uh, please have a seat. I'll sit down. I'm sad. 
sure. Um, so in front of you, there are um, two jugs. One of them contains uh, just some apple juice, um, and another one seems to contain some watered wine um, that he kind of invites you to to help yourselves to if you if you choose to do so. And um, as you sit down, he he says, "Well, the others should be showing up momentarily, but uh, tell me what what have you been up to?" Well, first mate Jug was teaching me all about this wonderful game called Crepes. It's played it's, on a table with a large group of people who enjoy taking money away from you. It's craps, and he's very, very bad at it. It's purely a game of luck, as far as I understood it. Well, well, learning on the job, something like that. Don't get me started. I could go on for hours about talking about it. Do you want to? Do you, do you want to talk about it? I got three hours. Uh, <laughs> no, we we have some business to it. Then, in fact, here, here comes the the next member of our expedition, and um, it's Hattie. Why don't you describe what your character looks like? Uh, yeah, so you see a tall, broad half-elf with very pale skin. Um, her hair's very dark black, and she's got it partly shaved and, like, braided away from her face. Um, she's got, like, chiseled features and a very stern brow. Um, she's wearing, like, all black, um, black plate armor with... Um, just with like gold trims and you can see lots of her lots of like symbols on her armor and on her shield that's um an open gauntlet cloaked by wings so yeah you you approach the table and you you recognize domas um as well as the well you don't recognize the two other figures sitting at the table but as you approach domas turns she says ah astalda please uh join us um i'm just saying hello to uh, this is, uh, sorry, Admiral John Beluga. And, that's that's um, right, yes. Uh, his first mate, Jark. Oh, good to meet you. Uh, Hello. Oh, pleasure to I, meet you. Uh, hey, you've got a job. Yes, yes. Um, I'm expecting two more, and then um, I'll get into the exact details of uh, where we'll be going. Um, but yes, help yourself to refreshments, and I guess at this point we'll, we'll just say that Joel, your character is shown up, so why don't you describe yourself? Sure. Uh, entering the fine establishment is a uh, stocky uh, hobgoblin, reddish skin, uh, covered in tattoos, plenty of piercings up on his long pointed ears, uh, wearing uh, talismans of, of teeth and bones uh, and claws around his neck. He has a small raven perched on his shoulder. His eyes are this somewhat iridescent um, swirling color, evidence of his time spent in the Feywild, and his long dark hair is tied back into a bun. He enters in, and he's probably feeding his little bird Moby something, uh, and Ishmael will approach the group. Ah, it is a fine day to go hunting. You look like a uh, hardy lot of... Uh, Ugh. I think he looks up at, uh, from the sitting position, even the Goliath in the head. That is a mighty fine hat you have there, sir. Thank you. I almost bought it myself. Uh, was it the uh, five-finger discount then? No, no, it's uh, befitting of my position, but more on that later. Your position is sitting. Is it have something to do with that? More or less. More often than not, actually. Yes. Hmm. He literally doesn't do anything. That's <laughs> not true. Ah, uh, Dumas, uh, I suppose these are my compatriots for the day. Yes, everyone, this is uh, Ishmael. He, they, they, have, they have come uh, to assist with the, the hunt that you will be all 
engaged on. Uh, I have a nose for the hunt. Don't you worry. I won't steer you wrong. And uh, I guess at this point, we'll just say that, Josh, your character has, has turned up. Why don't you describe yourself? Sure. So uh, I'm playing uh, Avian, or Avi, to his friends. Um, there's pretty much, in stark contrast to all of the people around, I guess uh, he looks very common. He's just wearing normal uh, merchant's garb, um, all looking pretty tattered. Looks like it was fashionable at some point, but uh, it's seen many years, so it's all a bit dusty. Uh, the, I guess the only thing that's remarkable about him is a ring that he wears on his left hand, um, which bears a, a very large uh, diamond, red diamond, but it's cracked in the center um, and also looking very tattered. Uh, he has graying hair, and um, but he looks kind of too young for it. Uh, looks like he's been working outside in the sun for a lot of time. Um, but he's got a general kindness to his face that makes him very approachable. Um... So yeah, as you get, get close to the table, dumbass looks up and says, Ah, the last of our party, uh, Avian, why don't you uh, pull up a chair and, um, well, why don't you all introduce yourselves to each other? Um, I plan for you all to work together, so it's probably for the best you know who each other are. All of you seem eerily familiar. <laughs> it is I don't recognize any of them. Met in a dream somewhere. Yes. Well, hello, I'm I'm Jark. Hello, Jark. Pleasure to meet you. I am Ishmael. This is my bird, Moby. He's a good bird. What kind of bird is he? A little raven. Oh. He was very small. Adorable. Well, I'm uh, the Admiral John Beluga, commander of the Dreadfleet. You might have heard of it. The Dreadfleet? No. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have not. <laughs> yes, it's uh, it's quite dreadful. It's uh, I... You'll come to know it one day, I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure. Nice to meet you. I'm Avi. Uh, with that, Estelle is going to stand and draw her sword and say... I am Estelle Deliadon. I fight for the Dark Angels. We are the protectors in the shadows. Uh, we fight for those who cannot protect themselves. Uh, wow. I'm glad to be of your service. That was incredibly serious. I'm impressed. Very, uh, right. Yeah, I'm, a little, I'm, I'm a little scared, to be honest with you. Me too. Good, thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, yes, I suppose it is a compliment. Uh, I'm glad uh, she's on our side, huh? Mm. Yes. Uh, drinks first? Oh, yeah. Yes, please, uh, help yourselves. Um, there's apple juice and wine before you. Uh, you can take what you'd like. Um, but I, I'm ready to begin and explain uh, what exactly you, you'll be doing, my friends. Um, you'll be traveling to Ormheim today, in fact. Um, the, there's a boat waiting and I will be escorting you to it and traveling with you. Uh, as discussed, we'll be hunting a dragon, uh, for which you will all be paid 10,000 gold to split as you decide amongst yourselves. So I, I, I'm ready to get going whenever you are, um, but is there any business any of you need to take care of before we go? Oh, so much for our craps money. Yeah, that's that's gone. Uh, yeah. No. Uh... Ish will pour themselves a, a, a large cup of wine, and then as they drink it, do we have any detail on this particular dragon, or uh, are we going into this a little blind? 
the details will be provided when we reach Ormheim uh, as to the specifics. A lot of it is wrapped up in our traditions and ancient legends, and uh, a lot of the native people of Ormheim aren't too happy to, in fact, be taking outsiders in to deal with such an issue, so uh, we'll have to wait until we get to Ormheim before we can go into further detail. And we're traveling by boat, you say? Yes, I'm, I'm sure you and Jark will feel right at home then. I'll lead into Jark and be like, excellent, Jark. Potentially our first boat. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, will there be at least one or two she shanties along the way? Uh, I I, there may be. The, the crew were a rowdy lot on the journey across, uh, so I see, I see no reason why it should let up. I can't wait. Wonderful. Uh, I suppose, downing the rest of the wine, we uh, head off then. I am rather well equipped. Anyone need anything? Oh no, I'm, I'm all ship shape. Aha! Aha! There's a humorous reference to my naval past. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Domas gets up from the the table and says, "So if you will all follow me, I will I will lead us." Um, and he sets off through the crowded tavern and onto the docks and he leads you through and past several ships for about five minutes or so until he leads you to um what looks like a, a long and narrow ship uh, with a shallow hull uh, the ship is 120 feet in length and carved with ornate patterns and a bank of brightly colored shields on each side an elegant carving of a dragon is engraved into the prow and the steering branch at the rear of the long ship the crew seems to be mostly made up of humans and orcs who climb amongst the, ribby, the rigging and the ship's single tall mast. They seem to be preparing it for uh, departure. As well as that, there is a dwarf standing by the gangplank onto the longship, and he has an immaculately groomed beard, and he stands with his hands on his hips with two axes by his sides, and a large swatch of material covers one of his eyes, and a nasty-looking burn covers his face. And as you approach, Damas turns to you all and says, Ah, that's uh, Captain Belgorum. He will, he's the captain of the Wave Splitter and will be taking us across to Ormheim. Admiral, does he, uh, he is a captain, does he work for you or? No, no, he's uh, some sort of low-down freelancer, I imagine. I, I Hardly see, befitting see. of the Dread Fleet. Not I mean, you've the seen the okay. fine nature of Jack. Such a standard uh -oh. is upheld across the board. Of course, he seems like a, you know, a top-class sailor to me, but... He gets Employee of the Month almost half the time. At least half the time. More or less. So as you approach the ship, the the dwarf uh, turns to you and says, I so this is the cargo, is it? Off to Ormheim. Well, I'm Belgorum. You'll be answering to me for the duration of the trip. And be advised that no one will be shirking duty on the journey. I'll all be expecting you to pull an oar and tighten the rigging amongst the crew. Have any of you sailed before? Oh, yes. Couple times. Can't say Wonderful. I have. As a passenger, uh, I've not spent much time on the water. Well, That's if... time for me. <clears throat> Fair enough. If you get lost, just uh, mimic the person in front of you and follow their instructions. But if you're ready... 
climb aboard and we'll set off. I climb aboard. Right? I climb aboard, yeah. Sure. Uh, so yeah, there's no lower deck or anything like that. It is just one single deck. Um, you can see that there's no rowing benches or anything like that. The, the the seats are made up of just the sea chests of the sailors that they, they sit upon uh, when rowing. So you find a, a kind of spot to dump most of your belongings and, and things like that and um, sit about on the ship. Um, and with that, Captain, uh, Captain Belgorum drops down onto the ship and uh Domas follows him down and <clears throat> one second with a call from the captain uh the long ship is pushed off from the docks and the crew bustle across the ship pulling on the rigging and propelling the ship outwards with grand sweeps from the oars that's a little loud, isn't it? <laughs> uh, we, are, we are setting sail. What the hell? <laughs> oh, We're C-shaped too when you need it. Yeah. Uh, so within a, a few minutes, the, the ship is clear of the currents and waves of Holbeck, and the sail is lowered. With a snap, it catches the wind, and the ship is propelled forward. The oars are shipped, and the wave splitter begins traveling north on the long journey to Ormheim. So... <clears throat> Uh, this this sea journey will take about a week um, for all of you. So, is there anything you guys would like to do whilst you're traveling? Um, learn to sail. Sure. From my very good new friends who clearly have been on boats before and have done much of the sailing. Of course. Uh, I'm not sure I lives. like your tone. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what do you mean? Uh -huh. Uh, Admiral, uh, it looks like, uh, you know, you have trained Jark rather well. Would you mind teaching me how to, I don't know, uh, rig a sail or pull an oar or something along those lines, huh? Well, uh, I no, can certainly here teach you how to things, pull an oar. Uh, as for the rigging, not really my specialty. You've seen the size of me. Jark can probably teach you that stuff, maybe, on a good day. Uh, oh, I don't right, really uh, want to get in the crew's way, though. Well, they did say that we aren't allowed to just uh, sit around and whatever, and if it's going to be a week, uh, well, I get bored really easily. And I don't want to, like, I don't know, wander off and fall off the edge and Yes, don't do that. Again. That's almost rule number one of sailing, actually, is not falling off the ship. Well, you know, sometimes you, there's, like, voices out there, and you've got to go see what they are. Sounds like you've sailed before. <laughs> uh, really? I, uh, not often. Ah. Well, yes, I had a rather meteoric rise in the Navy, so I skipped some of the duties, but mm. sure I can help out somewhat. Perfect. That's all I need. Just a little bit of direction. Sure. So for, <clears throat> I'd say the first few days, Admiral John Beluga does his best to show Ishmael how to pull an oar. Um, with varying degrees of success, it, it is quite a simple task, and Jart instructs everyone else on, on the rigging as best he can. Um, is there anything else uh, the rest of you would like to do? Um, I guess Avi is um, obviously heading into Dragon Territory. Uh, I'd be interested in learning of any other stories of, uh, you know, dragons to be hunted in the, in the area. Uh, something to move on to after this one's done out of the way. So are you sort of asking? Yeah, for, for like the locals who have heard stories of you know famous creatures and uh, and the like in the area sure. they're headed to. So um, why don't you make a, an investigation check? Uh, 
13. Uh, okay, um, so <clears throat> you spend some time talking to the, the different sailors and um, you get the impression of Ormheim is a place that is filled with dragons and that one of the most common, not just pastimes, but main jobs in Ormheim is to hunt dragons. Um, but from what you can gather, it seems to be relatively small dragons, uh, wormlings and young ones, things like that. Um, and in fact, most of the trade from Ormheim seems to be made up of selling dragon scales and bones and um, blood and body parts, all of which are, are useful for uh, magical and uh, apothecaries and all sorts of people value the parts of dragons very highly. So at some point in the journey when uh, I'm teaching Ishmael, well, literally not the ropes, but the oars perhaps, <laughs> I will uh, lead him to the back of the ship and I'll say, now lad, if you really want to see something uh, expert level, I don't recommend you try this just yet. And Craig, I'm going to cast Control Water and create a swell behind the ship to like propel us forwards. Not super dangerously, but enough that it's noticeable. <laughs> Oosh. Okay, um, I mean, sure, yeah, so uh, I don't think there's a check or anything like that. No, no, I can just, I can just do it, yeah. Yeah, so... It's a level um, four, it's a, yeah, fourth level spell. Okay, um, so yeah, um, with a movement of your hands and uh, a magical incantation, you create a swell across the water which propel the boat forward. Um, Captain uh, Belgorum at the steering rudder kind of looks up and says, What are you about? What was that? Oh, you know, just old sailor's tricks. And then I'm going to point my hand like a little finger gun. I assume there's like a central sail on this room. Yeah, there's a, rigging, a right? Yeah, so, a single mast. Yeah. yeah, so with a single mast, I'll point my finger like a finger gun and cast Gust of Wind into the sails and be like, some old tricks I picked up and propel the ship again. <laughs> Shit's hitting Mach 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, with, with, with them. We're getting to Ordheim yesterday. <laughs> Uh, with a gust of wind, the, the ship propels across the, the waves. The crew call out in alarm, um, and the uh, captain looks at you and says, You're a handy fella to have about. Where have I you am. served? Oh, you know, all over the place. Everywhere and nowhere. Mostly nowhere, but we'll get on to that at some point. Right you are, then. Um, okay. Um, so... Sorry, uh, go ahead. Estalda's going to spend a lot of time pretending she doesn't feel horribly sick. <laughs> sure. Uh, so she's going to, like, I don't know, string up a sack or something and hit it a lot with her sword and just trying to save face. Sure. No problem. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so one evening, uh, as you're all sitting down for a, a cold evening meal, uh, Belgorum comes across to your group and he sits down next to you, Admiral John Beluga. And he gets he... weebles out, I'm gonna riot. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> he holds out. Commander references always valid. <laughs> he holds out his hand in which two tiny insects are nestled. <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> <clears throat> I have a, I have a question for you, Goliath. <laughs> I thought you might, funnily enough. <laughs> do you, do you see these two weevils here? I do, yes. And 
if you were put to it, <clears throat> had to choose, which one would you pick? Well, I suppose I know where this is going, but for the payoff, <laughs> I'll say I'll take the bigger one. <laughs> <laughs> So with, a, <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a laugh, uh, Belgorov slaps his thigh and says, There! I have you! You're completely dished. Don't you know that on a ship, one must always choose the lesser of two weevils? <laughs> with this, with an explosive chuckle, John Beluga slaps his thigh and goes, Oh, now that's a good one. I'm going to have to remember that for the next time it comes up. What the fuck? Did you know I was gonna do that? Because we're on a ship playing D&D and we both love Master and Commander. <laughs> and for anyone who wants that, I mean, just look up Master and Commander Weevils, you'll see the, the scene and that was a reference to. Um, <laughs> but well played, well played. Um, <laughs> as well as that, though, um, a few more days into the journey, and the crew seem to have gathered around um, the main mast of the ship, where there seems to be a lot of yelling and cheering and they seem to be engaging in some sort of uh, activity amongst themselves um would any of you want to look and, and join in and see what they're up to oh, i totally tried to get an eye for what they're doing i sure. wonder if it's a sea shanty it is not a, a sea shanty perhaps it's um, craps perhaps it's craps yeah i got the name right this time hey. um so I, as you approach one of the um well you can see there seems to be a uh three crew members um, standing before the mast of the ship and they appear to be throwing a knife into the mast um, and they gradually as the knife hits they take a step further back and progressively um, making the challenge more and more difficult for themselves and they seem to be placing bets between the uh, crew members on who will be more successful and things like that um, and as you approach one of the uh, crewmen turns to you and says oh they're casting if you're curious have you done it before? It looks like they're just throwing a knife. What do you mean, casting? Well, that's what we call it, casting. I the cast idea of being things. Yes, exactly. The idea being that you throw a knife in, and progressively it gets more and more difficult. The last uh, one standing is the winner. Ah, uh, I'm pretty good at throwing a knife. Well, would you like to join in the next round? Sure. Um, so I guess I would ask, do any the rest of you wish to join in with the casting? Jark always loves getting together with the crew. Yes, I, I nominate Jark. I, I don't fraternize. <laughs> sure. Okay, so um, the first round is complete after um, they get to the base of the, the prow uh, where only one uh, crew member managed to sink their knife into the mast. And so the next group are called forward, so it would be... Um, uh, Ishmael, Jark, and a human male with long, greasy hair. Uh, looks to be a teenage orc male and a half-orc female all step forward from the crew. So, um, this will be a challenge, essentially, to, to throw the knife at the mast. Um, and it will get progressively more difficult to throw the knife. Um, so, um, why don't we say Jark, you can have the first throw. If this you'd like to make an so attempt, well. <laughs> so if you just want to make a, a an attack with the knife to, to or a dagger to to throw it, come on, Jerk, you just can a, do this. Just a dagger, eh? Yes. So you're within twenty feet at this point. So just a straight roll. Uh, I'm just gonna click this button. 
A 23, yes. Yeah, so uh, with a solid throw, the, the knife embeds itself into the, the mast and the uh, crew give a, a small applause um, as you step forward to, to pull it out. Uh, Ishmael, if you would like to take your go. That's a good throw, Jark. All right. Uh, line it up here and... Uh... It's because I have my sea legs. <laughs> no, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, as a 23. Okay, yeah, so another solid hit into the mast. Um, so the uh, next group grows, so let me just quickly roll for them. So uh, the human male up first, um, he rolls a 18, which is a hit. And the teenage orc, he gets a, oh, a 9 uh, from the teenage oh. orc who throws his knife out and it just clatters off the side of the mast. Um, and you hear a few small chuckles from the crew as he, um, red face picks up his dagger. Don't worry, son. It's all about the wrist. <laughs> Better luck next time. And finally, the half-orc female, um, <laughs> she rolls a three, so she also misses. Um, oh. so We're sending out so the herd rather quickly here, huh? Mm. Um, so the next throw, uh, this one will be from 30 feet back, so you'll have disadvantage oh. this time. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, so, Jark, why don't you make the first throw? Nah. <sighs> 14. 14. Um, that's just a hit. Um, so, yes, you, your, your knife quivers as it uh, smashes into the mast. And Ishmael, if you'd like to take your next shot. Uh, does it 20. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, obviously a hit. Uh, so, another success. And the... Um, Greasy-haired gent. The greasy-haired man uh, <laughs> rolls a four. Um, these guys are really not doing that well. I thought they would last longer. Uh, so, yeah, uh, he's out as well. Uh, his knife goes wide and lands in the ocean. Uh, oh. oh! There ain't no getting that back. <clears throat> no. So, um, with that, the crew encourage you for the, for the next challenge. Um, you have to balance on the ship's prow whilst you fall oh, from no, 43 oh. back. We balance and then throw. <laughs> Uh, Jerk, how are your uh, sea legs, huh? Better when I take this heavy armor off. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, take your time. Go ahead. I want it to be on, uh, you know, unequal uh, footing. Yes. Uh, okay, so what do I do now? Uh, so you need to make an athletics check to maintain your balance. Oh, good. Okay, here we go. As you stand on the pro. Six. <laughs> A six. Um, so, yeah, um as you stand on top and uh, take position, you feel your bal uh, balance give way, and you just make a deck saving throw Great. Uh, to see if you fall in the Don't ocean or not. fall in the ocean. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Okay, with, 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 a, with a splash. Huh? I can't reach him. Can I reach him? Uh, you can try. Yeah, you can make a, a, I guess, just an athletics or acrobatics check to, to yeah. grab hold of Jark. So, yeah, 22. 22. Uh, ah! so yeah, you, you, you grab hold of <laughs> Oh, uh, hang on there, friend. <laughs> oh, good thing I didn't throw. Didn't waste my throw. Uh, yes. Uh, try to drag him back up. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so, so yeah, Jark, you you are out. Uh, you fell oh, off the prow. I did um, fall off the boat. Um, so, Ishmael, you can uh, make an attempt. You just need to obviously hit this to, to be declared the winner, if you would like to try. Uh, maybe I just need to balance. Uh, can I make an argument that I can use acrobatics for the balancing? Uh, you can, if you, if you, if you would like to. Yeah, that's better than my athletics. 
That's a natural one. Hey, oh hey, on. Can I catch him? Yeah, well, so if you want to make a deck saving throw. Wow, that's unfortunate. Oh. Catch me, friend. Right, well, so it's a deck save from you first, Ishmael, to see if you oh, 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 fall in the ocean or not. Ten. With a plus uh, seven, a ten. You do, uh, so Jark, you can make an athletics this or is, acrobatics. I'm coming so. down with you. Let's go. A nine. A nine. So yeah, you don't, can you I, don't, you don't quite. Can I rush like over you? when I see them falling <laughs> off the ship? I will shape water around them and put them back on the ship. Okay. I would like uh, have a spout of water come up and engulf him as he's falling and just plonk him back on the ship. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, um, Admiral John Beluga crafts the water to to place Ishmael back on the boat as he slips overboard, and um, the crew cheer you, uh, Admiral, um, as everyone uh, gets back onto the the deck. Um, but it doesn't seem like you, you've won either, Ishmael. It's declared no, a tie. No, clearly. No, that is not... Between can we just are. throw the dagger and not have to balance on the prow of the ship? None well, of the other people here are able to do any of this. That's part of the challenge, is to, is to do it Someone's on going to die! I mean, what if, like, for some reason, someone maybe didn't know how to swim? Well, then what are they doing at sea? Well, I, there's 10,000 gold at stake. That's what they're doing at sea. Well, uh, I think he's just a little bit salty. It's okay, so, Ishmael. I almost fell too. Thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> With that, uh, Balgorum seems to break up the crowd and ask everyone to to get back to work and end the the recreation on the deck. Um, so that seems to be that. So, is there anything else the rest of you would like to do whilst the sea journey continues? I want to throw the dagger from forty feet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have something. Okay. Uh, so, Jerk. I assume at some point we'd all be kind of sitting around together. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of lean over to uh, to Avian and say, uh, "Excuse me, son. I, I I don't understand. Pardon my intrusion, but you don't you don't seem like the uh, dragon hunting type." <laughs> I, I, same thought. I guess the uh, the the garb the garb gives it away, huh? A bit with the, the clothing. Yeah, see more a merchant than a than a fighter. I just want to make sure if we're all working as a team that we're not gonna. You don't think I can handle myself? I don't know. I've you know I've seen some crazy magics, but I I worry sometimes. Have you you have seen something like this? And he's gonna uh, put on his armor of shadows. Um, so yeah, basically. Uh, uh, an ethereal uh, set of armor just takes shape over Avi's, Avi's body. Um, it's like a full suit, gray color like stone, um, and uh, encrusted with like various precious gems and stones uh, and all over. Uh, and his, his hair turns from gray to more like sheer white, and his eyes turn like really pure green, like, uh, like emeralds. And the, I don't know if anybody would notice, but the, the ring on his finger um, basically reforms from where it was cracked. Uh, it, uh, it, it reforms into a perfect ruby diamond. Well, that was impressive. Um, I think I've seen some low-level magic users do that with uh, some... Anyway, I hope... Well, I guess you... you maybe you have met more, more people than me who know this sort of trick, but... I could fix that permanently for you if you'd like. 
Is that is that real? Uh, what yes. sort of? How do you do such a thing? Oh, you know, I I carry the favor of a few awfully nice people, and uh, well, I, like I say, it's really no effort for me whatsoever. If you give me it, honest, I will fix uh, it permanently for you. <laughs> to be honest, I, I like the ability to take it on and off. That means, you know, you don't always come across as a, a powerful magic user. You can just go and come and go as a as a common merchant. That's smart, yes. The rather sort of unique aesthetic you've got going there, I suppose. I like I the hair so. color change. I think that's my favorite part. Yeah, that was well, it. anyway, as you can see, <laughs> we can fight dragons together. There's no problem. I just wanted to out Josh for being weird looking. <laughs> I wonder how you knew how to do <laughs> such a thing. Uh, it's very curious. Mm, yes. Well, uh, I'm sure you'll have plenty of opportunity to prove yourself, as as will we all. Yeah, I mean, do you guys hunt dragon, dragons often, or are you uh, your, you know, first timers to this sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, that dragon born. Fought a few of my kind before, but never a full-fledged dragon. Mm -hmm. What Four about you, Ish? Wings. Ish, you look like a, you know, the sort of type who goes after these sorts of things. It is, uh, it's got all the talismans. It's kind of my thing. Uh, I have hunted many beasts over the years with the assistance of Moby here. Uh, between here and the Feywild as well. Uh, dragons, yes. Um, nothing so far as, uh, you know, older, ancient, but uh, some wormlings here and there, and, you know, cousins of the type, uh, wyverns and such. A bit of practice in hunting things like this down. We should be fine then. Admiral, I guess you're hoping for some water nearby so you can do some cool tricks or you have something oh, else. I, believe it or not, that's actually not my main area of expertise. But uh, I've never hunted a dragon or anything. No, I suppose having some water around would help. No, I just thought... Hunting a dragon in the frozen north. How hard can it be? And so I signed Jark and I up. Does Jerk just go wherever you go? More or less. I mean, he's been my faithful companion for about ten years now. Ten years, Jark? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So we started, started out just a couple of lonely swabbies trying to put enough coin together to buy our own ship and... Here we are ten years later. Me an <laughs> admiral and him first mate. First mate. <laughs> now, now, forgive me, I don't understand the ways of the sea very well. I don't spend much time out here on boats and things. Uh, as an admiral, does that not imply that you are actually in charge of many ships simultaneously? Yes, that's correct. It does imply that. And doesn't that mean that should be the case? Right, so where is your fleet? See, that's Not the here. part that we're figuring out. <laughs> but clearly, as I'm an admiral, I should have a fleet. Or maybe, does the fleet preclude the admirality, right? You must have a fleet to be an admiral. Hmm, some may take that view. But, I think I'll prove you wrong in the days to come. I look forward to, uh, altering my opinion. Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> You know, those are all good questions. They're questions that I've asked Connor as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still waiting for an answer. <laughs> but nonetheless, the journey continues. If you wear the hat and you have the title, I think you're an admiral. <laughs> so, 
<clears throat> the journey continues, and early in the morning of your seventh day at sea, you are all awoken with a cry from the ship's lookout calling land spotted. And as you all groggily sort of wake up and, and look north, you can see um, an, a landmass beginning to peer out of the distant mist across the horizon. And the crew begins to move at speed across the ship, preparing to head inland and Orders are yelled out from Belgorum. Uh, you're all sort of drafted into, into sit at benches and, and pull on various riggings and, and ropes and, and things like that to prepare the ship um, as you uh, head landward. So, as the ship approaches... One second. As the ship approaches, the mists part, and you see the land of Ormheim spread out before you. Huge fords reach out into the ocean with narrow inlets leading further inland between them. Steep cliffs slope down the sides of the, the fjords on which blankets of pure white snow lie atop. Uh, with a call from Belgorum, the sail is lowered and oars are banked at the side of the longship as the rider guides the ship towards one of the inlets. You can see a number of ships passing in and out of this passage and small fishing boats casting nets out into the water. The current pulls the ship in, and choppy ocean waves dissipate as the ship travels across the glassy still waters between the fjords. A brisk breeze travels across the deck of the ship as sailors call out greetings and brief snippets of news to the other passing vessels. The surface of the passage is like a mirror, reflecting the steep fjords on either side, and looking up, you can see winged creatures in the sky. Initially mistaking them for large seabirds, they appear to be draconic in nature. The sun illuminating their leathery wings and brightly colored scales. Most appear to be headed out to open sea where they dive deeply for fish, but a few nests on the sides of the slopes, staring at the ship's passing. So as um, you're all sort of staring at this dumbass, um, who's been relatively quiet on the trip, um, turns to you and says, As you might have guessed, we have arrived in Omheim. This passage will take us to the capital, Elderhus, where it is that here you will meet with the Jarl, and your worthiness will be judged before the people. It's it's beautiful up here. Yes, the, the, it's uh, untamed land, wild and uh, filled with all sorts of uh, natural beauty. So we have to impress the, the locals, if you like, in order to continue this job? Yes, as I said, the a lot of the people aren't too happy that a task like this will be falling to outsiders when we ourselves are such famed dragon hunters, of course. But uh, it will be uh, you, it will become apparent at the uh, the revel um, this evening, which we will all be attending, uh, how to prove your your worthiness. Um, so yes, enjoy enjoy the the sights and. Uh, um, I'll speak to you all once we we uh, approach the docks. So, um, the mood of the wave splitter, which is the name of the ship. I forgot to tell you the name of the ship. The ship was called no, the you wave splitter. It. Uh, did I? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. My bad. Uh, so, the wood of the wave splitter creaks as the ship banks and turns in the inlet. At the end of the passage, you can see a large city wrapped around its banks. The structures are mostly wood with tall thatched roofs with come, which come to a sharp peak, and the longship makes its way towards a large port where numerous ships are laid up. Most of the vessels are 
of a similar design to the longship you're on, but you can see a few with higher riding hulls, which you assume to be foreign traders and expeditions and, and things like that. And with instructions and call-outs from Belgorum, the ship banks and turns into an open space on the docks. Lines are secured and the anchor just dropped, and with that, you've arrived in Ormheim. <clears throat> you know, they, they say that they're really good at dragon hunting. Ish will point up at all of the draconic-looking seabirds. They seem to leave a lot of them around. Or perhaps those ones are friendly. Or maybe no. they just haven't gotten close enough. I heard well, of this this town once, uh, where they were all friends with dragons, right? And like the dragons would help them do things, and uh, they would like train dragons. And uh, a really cool book came out of there, and uh, it's called uh, "How to Train Your Dragon." Uh, I never really had much luck with it, though. However, um, every dragon I tried to train thereafter just um, tried to eat me. Well, I, I, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised somebody would write such a fool. That's what I'm saying. So they leave a lot of these beasts around. Well, at least yeah, the weather here is never lovely. trust a dragon. Wait, what's I'm the temperature right here. Like? Looking pointedly at Chuck. Wow. Weather-wise, it is a, a bright and sunny day. Um, the skies are, are a clear blue. A uh, strong breeze is carried across the... Uh, the inlet you are on, um, but otherwise it's uh, it's not too cold. Uh, but further north, you can see is where um, the snow-capped mountains lie, which you would assume to be much colder than where you are. Those mountains so I... look much colder than where we are. <laughs> <laughs> so as the the ship pulls in and, and ties up, uh, Belgorum turns to you all, and um, as our gangplank is lowered uh, onto the dock, he he says to you all. Well, you've 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 acquitted yourselves quite well on the trip. I'm 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 impressed, especially with yourself, Admiral. You, you Thank did you. Be a good service there. Yes, I'm uh, quite savvy on a ship, as you may imagine. Yes. Uh, well, perhaps I'll be the ones to ferry you back to Holbeck when the time comes. But unless I'll be seeing you all tonight at the Revel, I'm sure. Um, but if you're ready, you can depart, and I believe Domas will be showing you where you'll be staying very well so as you depart from the boat the crew all bid you a, a hearty farewell and a, and a cheer as you uh make landfall and the mass meets you at the the top of the gangplank and <clears throat> with an offer from him he begins to lead you through uh, the streets of elder house um so the city sits on a small incline that gradually leads to a large structure at the top the streets around the dock are thick with folk transporting and loading goods, with traders arguing over prices and workers calling out to one another. The locals, who you can tell by their clothes of leather, fur, and animal bone, occasionally sweep their gaze over you, but most don't seem to pay you much heed. And the mass escorts you through the muddy streets and the foot traffic quietens and eventually leads you to a small building where an elderly half-orc male lounges outside smoking a pipe. And, um... As you approach, Domas says, uh, This is a uh, bear. He will be um, serving as your guide whilst you're in town. Uh, bear, it is nice to see you as, as always. And um, the half orc just gives him a, a nod and says, So, you're the lot that have come to slay the dragon then? Yes, I believe so. Yes. We haven't really gotten much information on what dragon we are intending to slay when there are so many flying about. Maybe I just pull out an arrow and kill the one for you right now. And then we collect our 10,000 gold and go home. 
I think there'll be more to it than that. Um, but, uh, Domus, we'll see you uh, tonight at the Long Hall. As for the rest of you, if you'd like to come inside, uh, guest quarters have been prepared for you, and uh, like he said, I'll be on hand to keep your eye as you, you stay here. Um, was your journey over okay? More or less, yeah. So... Fine. <laughs> he leads you inside this small house and I think you see there's a large sort of um, living area uh, with various tables and, and chairs and couches set out uh, as well as what seem to be half a dozen rooms um, that branch off and he says, well you each have a room for you to stay in for the evening um, if you're hungry um, I can do you something to eat I've got some tea on the boil as well Lovely, I'd love it. some tea would be great, yeah uh, how about, uh, can I interest anyone in some soup or uh, one of the local delicacies, a fish finger butty? You'll know I'm not going to say no to that. <laughs> Read me like an open northern book. I think I'll just have the soup, thank you. Sure. Um, so you uh, move and deposit your um, goods into your various rooms. They're all the same with just a, a simple bed and table and chair inside. Um and Bear makes his way over to a small kitchen where he prepares um, uh, bowls of soup, which is, seems to be just a hearty soup of local vegetables and roots. Um, but the fish, I call that a fish fingar butty. Fingar. Um, to make it fingar. seem more exotic. Um, so it's a, it's breaded fish strips uh, in a roll um, that he serves to you, um, for those of you who would like them. Um, yeah. So, so after your... Um, refreshing he says well um as you probably know there's a, a revel later to welcome you and to um set forth the terms of your hunt um but for the afternoon the day is yours uh, is there anything i can do for you is there any questions you might have or uh, is there a place maybe to stock up on uh, some supplies yeah, well, there's a few places in town. Um, <clears throat> there's the Herb and Honey. That's an, an alchemist. I can fix you up with any sort of potions and, and things like that you need. Uh, there's Beards and Belts. It's a blacksmith and a local shop in one, so any armor, weapons, things like that you need. Um, <clears throat> as well as that, there is one other place you'll probably want to visit. Uh, Flux Deluxe. It's uh, artifices where... <clears throat> They, uh, a weapon that they sell may prove handy for slaying a dragon. Oh, I am most interested in that. Well, you're welcome. I can uh, show you where it is if you'd like to, to go there just now or later. Uh, if they're open now, we might as well get it done now. It'd be I good agree. to uh, start the hunt as early as possible tomorrow, yeah? Sure, yeah, as long as you're <clears throat> judge-worthy, but <clears throat> I'm sure there'll be no judge problem with that. Judge-worthy? Nah, we will be fine. Well, um, if you're all ready, then I'll, I'll lead you. Um, and he um, opens the door and, and steps out onto the streets of the city. Um, so where does he want to go first? Is it Flux Deluxe or The Alchemist or... I love the name of that store. I want to see this weapon. Yeah. Okay. Okay, um, so Bear leads you to um, a small shack just on the, the edge of town. Uh, there seems to be various amounts of 
uh, scrap and, and metal um, at a workshop outside. Um, but there's currently nobody in, in there. Um, but he gestures towards the, the shack and, and he turns to you all and says, well, you'll, you'll find him in there. Um, <clears throat> good luck. Thank you. I've never been wished luck entering a shop before. Okay. It's <laughs> very odd, yeah. <clears throat> so you push open the door, and it's like, it's a, it's a small um, wooden shack. Uh, there's just a simple counter, um, and uh, behind the counter is a table where a, a figure is working on something. Um, and looking closely at the figure, you can see that it is, in fact, a lizard folk. And he seems to be working on some large, elaborate crossbow. And <clears throat> as you, you enter, he says, Oh! Hello! I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Hello, I There's Oz! There he is! Ozifax? Who's that? Oh, My just name a is Zav! Uh, Zav Rezo! Ah, I see what you did there. Pleasure <laughs> to meet you, Zav. How, how can I help you all? We heard there's a rumor about a dragon slaying weapon here. Oh, it's no rumor, no rumor, I assure you. I sell the patented Doombolt Ballista, a weapon of my own creation. Perfect for anyone who's out hunting for dragons. And I might... would assume, based on my powers of deduction, that you are the outsiders that have been drafted to hunt a dragon. Are we that obvious? Okay, yes. Clever. Well, why don't I show you what I sell, and you can judge it for yourselves. Um, so he pulls across the uh, crossbow that he was working on, on the workbench behind him. Um, and it is this large metal-plated crossbow with this huge steel wire. Um, and um, as he points it in towards you, I will just give you the details, the exact details of what this thing does. Um, so it is called the Doombolt Ballista. Um, and I'll reveal it as a handout. Um, if you just bear with me. Uh, show me the doom bolt. <clears throat> but oh, I'll, read yeah. it. I'll read it out for everyone at home. Uh, so it is a magical weapon that requires attunement, and it is a crossbow, <laughs> so it will have the heavy property, and the it will require reloading um, on a bonus action, things like that. Um, however, as an action, the doom bolt ballista launches a javelin-sized projectile at a target within range. Uh, so the weapon can only be fired once per round as it requires time to recharge. Upon hit, the target takes 1d12 plus 2 piercing damage, 2d12 plus 4 lightning damage, and the target must succeed on a DC 17 strength check, otherwise it suffers the effects of the Earthbind spell for one minute. And Earthbind, for those of you who don't know, um, essentially is a spell, so I'll just read out what the spell says. The yellow strips of magical energy loop around the creature. Its flying speed, if any, is reduced to zero feet for the spell's duration. No. An airborne creature affected by the spell safely descends at 60 feet per round until it reaches the ground or the spell ends. Safely reaches the ground. Yeah, it doesn't just good, drop out. Good of the specification. Sky. I was like, well, we <laughs> dropped this dude from 300 feet. We're doing all right. Um. So, um. So this is the Doombolt Ballista, as you can see, a marvelous contraption and a worthy addition to any dragon hunter's arsenal. Uh, I sell it for 300 gold. Not with the ammunition, though. You need to buy that separately. Well, what does this ammunition? thing fire? My goodness. Uh, well, it, it's uh, javelins that I have specially modified um, and enchanted with various arcane properties. Uh, they are 100 gold each. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, Ish would look around the party. 
this is a very powerful thing. We should probably get it. How many do you have? One! Oh, I was hoping I could hold two. <laughs> they take a long time to make, and as you can imagine, they're very much in demand. But the Jarl asked me to prepare one specially for your arrival in case you chose to purchase it. Well, I think we almost certainly want it. I agree with this. Yeah. Is I'm this at least... Yeah, this seems like something for you, no? Mm. It is a little bit... Uh... <laughs> Only picking it up. It's probably pretty large for Ish. It's just on the shorter side. Uh, but like, I mean, as long as you're not a small creature, um, like a gnome what? or a halfling, uh, yeah. you can wield it normally. Yeah. Uh, some of my other abilities will be hindered by the amount of time it will take to operate this contraption. Not as uh, able to fire as quickly as the bow on my back, but yes. Yes, I could make use of this. Wonderful. How much ammo would you like? I'm thinking in the realm of five. So that's 800 gold altogether. Uh, I can front uh, 400 if anyone uh, yeah, would like I to can, pick up the rest. Could pay for some ammo for sure. I'll buy two bolts or javelins, whatever I you call them. Appreciate it. that. It will prove most useful for us. Sure. So, um, so how much ammo is that all together in total then? Because Joel said five, it, and then no, no, I'm so paying for three, two of the five. So two, okay. I bought one, which means there's two remaining that Ish has requested. So, if anyone would like to, but there's four of us, so I buy one each. I left my coin purse. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's I my money. I'll <laughs> I, uh, I'll, I'll happily contribute to something. So useful for the cause. Ish, as long as you don't point that at me, I'll be okay. Or miss. Don't miss or it. miss. Well, I will do Can we all initial each javelin to see who took the shot? <laughs> oh, am I not the one taking the shot, or are you proficient in utilizing weapons of this nature? Oh, well, I, I mean, I can, but I, I think it's best in your hands. All right. Uh, well, yeah, I put in 400 gold. Uh, so it sounds like I have three bolts of ammo. Who's putting in the other 200 or 100 I, each? Or... I put in 100. Yeah. Okay. Y'all bought your bolts, Joel. Okay. Okay. So you uh, count out 800 gold and uh, pass them over to Zav Rezo, um, who's said to me, Well, thank you. Thank you for doing business. Now, I should warn you. There'll be no opportunity to resupply this in the field. If you do need more ammunition, you'll have to return here. Can Is we it possible to reuse the ammunition or no? Even if you <laughs> no. if, even if you miss, even if you miss firing, it discharges the uh, magical properties imbued in each piece of ammunition. I'll buy two more. A wise decision. Seems a bit like some act to me. Yeah. Well, if you would like to, why why don't you make your own ballista then to kill dragons with? (laughs) Maybe I I will. Would would you mind giving us a demonstration of the... uh, No, it costs 100 gold apiece to fire the weapon! Uh, (laughs) It sounds like we may have a little bit more than the five that I requested. You may utilize the one that I purchased. Wait, so you want want to just test a shot? Do you not believe... That's expensive. 
I mean, maybe it's a good idea to make sure this guy is like, not just taking us for I a ride. Wanna, can I insight check him? Sure, you can. You can insight check him. Just you know, like it, it is. It's a ton of gold. That's a natural one. You cannot get a read on well. uh, his masterful ways. Well, of lizard face. Look, if it fires sort of javeliny thingies, why don't we just try it out with a normal javelin? Or does it have to be this magical enchanted? Well, well, I mean that obviously you can see that the the string will fly forward and launch the projectile. You can you can test that as much as you want, but uh, you won't be able to tell if the magics work, of course. But I assure you, it does. Well, I trust this reputable salesman. All right. Well, if it doesn't work, we'll be back. Uh, well, that. you may also, if it doesn't work, you may get eaten by a dragon, so. True. <laughs> Seems like I'll win either way. Well, if it doesn't work and we survive, not, we'll set your house not, on fire. That is not a very good... <laughs> if, you're, if you're concerned, ask anyone in town. They'll tell you that this is a premium weapon. Uh, Domas right. has hired us and he did refer us here, so... You know. That's true. Um, so I have the Doombolt Ballista. Um, and then how many did we buy of the uh, uh seven altogether? Doombolt ammo. How many did I pay for in the end? <laughs> Quite a few, don't think about it. <laughs> I buy three. You basically yeah. bought your own crossbow, but without getting one. Uh, <laughs> seven. How much do they weigh? Uh, don't worry about it. Oh, I'm carrying seven enormous javelins. Don't worry, I, 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 like, <laughs> I can carry the ammo. I... We can we can say for yeah. roleplay purposes that the ammo is just out between you. But in combat, you'll all you'll have all seven javas fully available. Okay. Yeah. All right. I wouldn't mind checking out the apothecary. I the last time I got into some altercations, I used up my last healing potion. It would be nice to get one or two yes. uh, before we head out. Dark loves to complain because. Technically, I know some healing, sort of, you know, abilities and talents that I have. However, he keeps, he keeps telling often, me he uh, does. <laughs> I don't often exactly read up on them, so I don't find them particularly entertaining. So, uh, unfortunately, Jack has ended up injured a few times, but he's fine. Nope, the less. scars. Just don't expect me to suddenly run over and uh, do anything particularly helpful. Can we make our way to the, the what was it, the honey and... The one? herb and honey. The herb and honey. Um, so yeah, you step outside and um, Bear leads you next to the, the herb and honey. So it is just a, a simple alchemist and you step aside, there's a, a, <clears throat> a dwarven woman um, who looks up and says, Oh, hello! What can I do for you? There's two accents I love Craig doing. It's Oz and anyone Scottish. Like, anyone <laughs> deep Scottish. No, <laughs> no. Um, I'm looking for some healing potions. All right. Uh, well, we have a, a couple of different kinds. Um, why don't I just paste the full list of things you can buy here? Please um, do. And I'll read it out for the folks at home. So you can get a healing potion for 50 gold pieces, a greater healing potion for 250 gold pieces, an elixir of health for 500, potion of climbing for 100, potion of fire breath for 250, or potion of water breathing for 100. What does the one labeled Potion of Climbing do? Well, it uh, will make you a more proficient climber. I should have seen that coming, really. How does it work exactly? Well, the magical properties of the liquid inside will imbue your limbs with great strength when it comes to 
carrying your own weight and... Oh. That might be useful. I am wearing quite heavy armor. Does anyone have uh, 50 gold they could spare? I, uh, I'd i like to get two greater healing potions, but I only have uh, well, four, four fifty. I'll give you 50 gold. Thank you. I'd like two greater healing it's potions, coming out please. of your pension fund. Damn it. My RRSPs. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, she um, she places two uh, greater healing potions on the counter. I recommend stocking up. It feels like we're going to be here for a little while. I would really like to get one of these uh, elixirs, but I'm 100 short now that I've paid for the ammo. Uh... <laughs> I only have 100 remaining, but you're more than welcome to it. I think it's something that we should get. You are more than generous to buy the ballista ammo, so yeah. Okay, I can't I'll wait to a... see it get fired. This is take, uh, a uh, grand elixir. investment for us to hopefully come across 10,000 gold pieces, huh? So, yes, take my 100. Okay, I'll grab an elixir. Oh, which was the elixir of health, sorry. Elixir of health, yeah. Okay, uh, so yeah, that's 500 gold pieces for the elixir of health. I'll take a healing potion and the potion of climbing. Okay, so that's 150 gold pieces for those. And uh, just two regular healing potions for me. Okay, so that's 100 gold for those. So yeah, I assume you guys are keeping track of this because I'm not keeping track of what the costs are. Um, I'd like 14 I mean, I just set, I set my goal to just like 99999, nine, 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 so I'll be fine. Okay, okay, that, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, and so you, you make the trades and gold exchange potions given to, to those who need them and she looks up and says, is there anything else? Oh, I, I suppose Everything. not. Well, I... Best of luck to you. Thank you. As we as we leave, I, I turn to, to Bear and be like, Bear, um, people keep talking about being worthy. Uh, you you said it yourself. What what does that mean? We're, we're here. Like, are you are people going to turn our contract <clears throat> away? Like, well, I'm I'm <clears throat> broke. <laughs> there's a chance that <clears throat> the the people will decide that you're not worthy. You're fair slaying this dragon but you'll have the chance to to prove yourselves don't worry well unless yeah. you're not worthy do you, would you say you're worthy i would oh i'd say I'm somewhere on that scale probably. well then you've got you've got nothing to worry about then never had to be liked to you know fight for a cause before some people's weird reasons for money giving. I are don't you, know. Uh, are you liked often, Estalda? I'm quite. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to say I'm surprised, but well, you know, I'm sure we'll become firm friends in time. You can see that John is like visibly sweating and like trying to think of something nice to say. <laughs> Scary paladin lady. I'll uh, I'll have you back. Marvelous. Know that. Yeah, Jack uh, has my front, so I'm sorted. Perfect. Yes, uh, we. I obviously want to just before I forget to mention to everyone, you know, I am a little broke, so I just want to make sure. I know that we have the bird, uh, but can we just assume we're splitting the money? Assuming contracts get negotiated, we kill the dragon, blah blah blah, that we split it equal amount of ways for the remaining alive party members. I do believe that is the plan. Agreed. Okay, I just wanted what to make sure the... I didn't want to get a weird cut taken off. 
Is that something that happens often to you, first mate, or? Admiral. <laughs> no. Oh, we have an see. agreed salary. And everything else goes uh -huh. to the war chest. Uh, what about uh, if we find the dragon has a, you know, an ord of some sort? Nobody said otherwise, unless some mystical, you know, Jarl tells us otherwise. I'm assuming that uh, it's ours for the taking. I think we all come from rather distinct walks of life, you know, if it's if it's monetary value, we can sell it and split it. And if it's something else, I'm sure, you know, perhaps we can naturally split them up amongst ourselves. Let's be civil. Were there <laughs> any sort of frigates or sloops? I'll take them. If there are any gems, then I'll, I'll take them. Well, the, uh, gemmies. I should have said the gems. <laughs> yeah. I just like gold. Good, good thing in a first mate. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I guess uh, do, do we want to go to the blacksmith? Do we do we have any money left? I'm broke. <laughs> I am broke. Think, uh, maybe sure. some warm clothes could be a good idea. I'm wondering if uh, if Bear can help us with that. Bear, I I, I know we just spent a, an absolute fortune here a second ago, but warm clothes would be nice if we could have those. <laughs> if you uh, <clears throat> were to look inside the chests in your rooms, you will Ooh. find uh, warm clothing. Which, I mean, we obviously don't have exact measurements, but it will be warm enough to uh, keep you cozy as you travel north. Perfect. Wonderful. Thank you. Hopefully well, I'll I... be largely okay in that regard. I heard... Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he stares up. Um, I heard something about a party. Yeah, um, <clears throat> this evening, as as we've said, there'll be a... Call it a revel. Um, where all the uh, local chieftains and captains are taking in food and drink, things like that. This is where you'll be uh, <clears throat> judged before all of them. Should we bring our weapons and armor? Well, and... whatever you think makes you look impressive, I, I recommend taking. Okay. Weapons and armor, then. Uh, and the Doombolt Ballista, I do believe that might be. Uh, 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 yeah, which boy a good idea, yep. It's quite impressive. Well, if, if we have any time to spare, uh, unless anyone else wants to do anything, uh, why don't we all go back to the, the inn and play a, a, a bit of craps? I can teach y'all how to play. <laughs> Craig, I just watched Craig. <laughs> we'll just speed speed run through that part. Uh, find an inn <laughs> and a table. Jark throws dice, explains the rules incredibly well of, of craps. Everyone fully understands the rules of the game. And you pass the rest of the afternoon away with Jark playing craps. Um, before we get to the next session, though, why don't we take a break? Uh, just because it might be a little bit long. And I need the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. So yeah, Jarg has spent the afternoon teaching you all uh, craps at one of the, the inns in the town. Um, <clears throat> and Bear has managed to find you all once again after he left you, um, as you couldn't bear the sight of that hateful game. Um, <clears throat> and he, he looks at you all and he says, well, um, the rebel's beginning. Um, if you're all ready, I'll lead you to the long haul. Very well, let's right. do it. Looking forward to seeing the revel. Okay, uh, so uh, Bear leads you through the streets uh, to the long haul. It is a lengthy, narrow structure. 
comprising three stories surrounded by a high wooden palisade. A simple gate is flanked by two guards, which bear lead you through, and there's two large bonfires illuminating the structure and the guests that move through the entranceway. <clears throat> he steps inside, and the dragon's there. No, it's not. Here's <laughs> <laughs> um, challenge. Kill the dragon! <laughs> uh, so, inside the hall is a, a large open room with rows of benches and tables laid out with a variety of food and drink. Around 60 people are spread out across the room, their loud voices and laughter filling uh, the inside with noise. A small band plays out a jaunty tune in one corner, and servants move between the tables. At the far end of the hall, on an elevated dais, sits a throne. The throne is made out of a giant dragon skull, with a head and teeth overhanging and a skeletal tail wrapped around the chair. And within that chair sits an orc woman, who you would assume to be the Jarl. Her braided snow-white hair frames a face heavily scarred and marked. She wears overlapping layers of armor made out of bright red dragon scales which gleam in the light. A massive two-handed battle axe rests alongside the throne within easy reach, and curled up beside her at her feet is a large guard drake, so that's a creature resembling a wingless dragon. It's about the size of a lion, and its bright red scales matching those worn by its master. And as you enter, you can see Domas standing alongside the Jarl, who bends down and speaks into her ear. Her gaze focuses on you, but her expression does not change, and Bear leads you through um, the crowds to a table off to one side, um, where he gestures for you all to, to sit down. He says, uh, so this is um, <clears throat> your your seat. You're uh, just a bit out of the uh, spotlight, I guess. Um, <clears throat> probably about an hour or so of, of drinking and eating, and then, um, well, you'll know when uh, things begin. Uh, but please enjoy the celebration. Um, and uh, I'll be around if you need me. Um, enjoy yourselves. And he kind of steps off and, and starts talking to some of the other folks, um, dotted around different tables and things like that. A few people seem to look across and fix their gaze on you. Um, but yeah, so there is a variety of food and drink on the on the table. Uh, the food itself is mostly seems to be uh, fish-based, uh, a lot of... Um, kind of dried uh, strips of uh, sea fish and um, seems to be some sort of roe or, or caviar, um, as well as that. It seems to be dark bread um, and various pots of sauces and things like that. As well as that, it seems to be large jugs filled with a very strong dark ale um, and empty tankards for you to fill. I definitely fill a tankard. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. pretty good for the ale. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, so you all enjoy the the refreshments and and such. Is there anything you would would all like to do, or are you all just trying to keep to yourselves? Observe. Find a dark corner to hide in. Well, you're already kind of in a in a dark <laughs> corner. Um. That's solid battle tactics. I like it. <laughs> yeah, just uh, trying to avoid having to talk to anybody. Can I do an investigation check on the Yarl? You're at, well, what are you looking for? I just want to, like, you know, I know you gave her a, a, an, ex, an explanation, but just, like, how does she feel about the whole room? Is she, like, just grumpy in the you can the room, You can or? make an investigate, or uh, I guess an insight check, actually, if you'd like. Great. Six. Six. 
Um, looking at her, her expression really hasn't changed um, in the entire time you watch her. Um, she sits staring almost apathetically out at the, the crowd of gatherers. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Just getting a lay of the room, is there anyone that seems particularly, like, upset that we're here? Uh, I mean, I guess you could make a, another insight check, if you'd like. Oh my god! Those I those I rolled a, a one and a two on inside checks today. Uh, so looking across the room, you see a few people uh, and their gazes pass across the the table you're all sat at, but no one seems to be um, outright hostile that you can see. Good enough. <clears throat> so um, the evening passes, um, and eventually you see. Uh, Domas stands in the center of the room and uh, he holds his hands up for, for silence and the the people gradually finish their conversations and the, the band stops playing their, their music. <clears throat> and he addresses the room. Ayal bids long days and pleasant nights to you all. And after he says that, there needs to be an almost automatic response from everyone that just says, and may she have twice that number. Ayal has called a revel this evening to reward her loyal chiefs and captains for a worthy hunting season thus far. This celebration is but a small part of the forthcoming payments that you will all receive in the coming weeks. But in addition, this gathering has been called forth or called to set forth the task of slain ice fire. As the great dragon's lair lies where our people are forbidden from traveling, Outsiders have been called to this cause. And the other see kind of gestures towards the table, and you can hear the sounds of everyone's ta uh, tables and chairs screaming back as they all turn and look at you. And um, he says, They have been brought here tonight before you all so that they may be judged worthy. They all ask that they step forward and call down their valiant deeds so that their strength can be weighed before us. Um, and he kind of gestures for you all to, to step towards the, the front of the room. Oh, I guess we'll head that way. I didn't know I needed a list of deeds. All right, here we go. <clears throat> I mean, you're so, a, Jack, you're Jack a... do you have my list? Do you have that with you? <laughs> uh, no. I told Jack, you about you that have my ago. list. Jack, do you have Isha's list? <laughs> I, yes, actually, I do. Right here. Oh. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jock. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so as you approach, um, the master and Shaw says, now just be aware, there is a zone of truth standing there in front of the Jarl's throne. You must stand in there and speak the truth of your valiant deeds. And we may go in whichever order you'd like. I really don't mind, but uh, do your best. And he kind of claps uh, one of you on the shoulder. So who would like to to stand in the zone of truth? I can't wait. Off you for go, John Jark. Luga. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, fine. Yeah, Jark will go first, I guess. Okay. Uh, so John, you step into the ring now. You, um, I will say that you can choose to fail the save, or you can try and contest. Um, the Contesting so a zone of truth. <laughs> sitting, in, sitting in a room full of people. You can you can you can make an attempt if you'd like, or if you wish to just accept the the, the failing the save. Just like dealing with uh, Admiral John Beluga every day, I will just accept okay. my fate. So yeah, you, you, you stand in the in the zone of truth and stare at the, the crowd who look intently towards you. 
I am Jerk. I am the champion of the Violet Days and first mate of the Dread Fleet. Hello! And I'll like raise my sword and wah! Wah! <laughs> the crowd silently he... stares towards you. Did he do I figured. Is it valued? Can I do some like, uh, some, 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 some like, martial actions like swinging my sword and stabbing and doing sure, some like you can, you commanding can make a, and you know you can make a performance check if you'd like oh, great i love that he's just standing in front of a silent crowd like <laughs> <laughs> look at how stabby i am jerk is doing a, so a well, seven man. um so <laughs> jerk um you stumble over your battle drills and um you definitely feel um sloppy in the moves that you make um, you have not practiced them in the entire week you were at sea um, and you can feel beads of sweat running down the back of your neck as you feel the weight of their the the, the eyes of the people gathered to watch you um as your display seems to not impress them very much dang it is there, is there anything, would you like to try anything else or um i mean i'm just like a just a fighter, man. What am I gonna do? <laughs> Jack, uh, if I oh. may, recount your deeds. That is what we wish to hear. Oh, okay. Well, um, I'm a champion of the Violet uh, Days. I, I was one of the champions who came back from fighting the Hordes of Orc attacking our homeland. I slew many a many Orc and was able to, and which is why my armor and sword and shield are tinted a slight violet color, covered in blood as we head back towards town. It dried this pristine color. Craig, what race was the uh, Yarl again? She's an orc. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is, I, I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jock. Uh, if you'd like to move to one side, um, which of you will be next? John Beluga visibly takes half a step back. <laughs> uh, Avi can go next. I'll, uh, I'll pat Avi on the back and say, tough crowd. Yes, it seems so. Uh, I'll do my best. I put a hand on Jack's shoulder. I'm like, well, I thought your sword swinging was very cool, Jack. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so yeah, I, I step forward into the zone of truth. Uh, so I am, I am Avi. Uh, I don't claim to be some incredible dragon slayer, but I've been hunting them for many years. Uh, bear in mind, not the same size as the one we go to face, but there are five of us. I'm sure it will be a good fight. But, you know, I have powers of my own, and uh, I'm going to um, fly into the air, but I guess remain within the zone of truth. I don't know if it's within... Um, I think it is just on the ground. I don't think it is a sphere, but um, you can do that if you'd like. Okay, well, I mean, I'm going to fly up like five feet, and then okay. I'm going to disappear into my uh, into my vessel and cast Summon Aberration at the same time. Oh, would you like to describe Ooh. what appears when you summon Aberration? So uh, my Aberration is a... Um, it's It looks like a giant boulder, but uh, at second glance, you can see there is a large eye. So it's essentially a Beholderkin but looks like a giant boulder made of stone. A boulder beholder. A boulder mm. beholder, that's the one. Yeah, dude. 
Uh, so that's going to take my place, essentially. And I don't know if there's any keen-eyed amongst you will see the ring drop to the floor underneath. But uh, I'm assuming the Beholdekin takes the, uh, takes the, you know, the attention off of that. Sure. Um, I will wait, because I can still hear for any audible cues as to what's going on outside of my best sort there doesn't seem to be any cues, but you hear, hear muttered voices. Um, make an insight check. Uh, 18. So yeah, um, you hear a couple there's like, what the fuck is that? Um, <laughs> but then um, there seems to be a, a large number of voices that seem to um, appreciate the, the ability to bind and control a creature such as that. And they, they seem suitably impressed um, by it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I will. Um, uh, yeah, on hearing that, I can. I will dismiss the behold again at the same time as reappearing from my from my ring. Uh, uh, and yeah, give a give a bow and then back away from into the back into the group. Okay, so one who can summon and control ghastly creatures, powerful indeed. Uh, which of you will be next? Okay. Got this, daughter. Come on. Uh, I'll grandly unsheathe my sword. Uh, I fight for the Dark Angels. We are a band of specially skilled agents and, and, and warriors who fight not for heroes' glory or for gold, but for the people. We are the unseen protectors in the shadows. Uh, we, we, we root out evil and, and we strangle it before it gets the chance to breathe. Uh, hey. I, uh, I'm here at your service today. Stalda, could you perhaps tell us of any single creature that you yourself have beaten? Uh, many evils. Uh, we, uh, I, I assassinate those who, who would just destroy goodness or, uh, any monsters that, that would uh, ruin the, the balance between good and evil in, in the world. Uh, I have uh, many, I have served many years for my life. Thank you. A, a protector of the innocent and a hero truly of the ages stands before us. Thank you, Astalda. Uh, if you would like to step down and who shall Just we like have lead, next? Lead over to Astalda. Have you actually ever hunted anything? Well, yeah, but not what I do all the time. All right. Uh, I'll leave the admiral for last. I've uh, already Ish, been. I, oh, sorry. Ish, Ish will, Ish will go. And uh, valiant deeds. Oh. I am uh, Ishmael, hunter of beasts and monsters. My faithful companion Moby and I have traveled the world and yes, the very realms themselves, pursuing the thrill of the hunt. Among those I have hunted, the Icewind Dale's Beast of the North, a displacer beast of great renown. We'd like start holding up various trophies of each of these, like okay. a long claw from the displacer beast. 
the wyvern of Callisto, another claw, uh, ventured into the Feywild where I was lost and yet defeated the Hag Beorna in the realm of dreams. You know, like hag's teeth hanging on the necklace as well. And the last and certainly most relevant to this situation, the dragon ridden tongue, the hungry. A long claw hanging from the center. Surely one worthy of this cause, a famed hunter from distant lands. Thank you, Ishmael. Flourishing bow back out of the zone of truth. <laughs> and Admiral? Uh, <laughs> all right, well, I suppose everybody gets their comeuppance at some point. Thought I may last another few hours at least. Come on, Admiral, tell them about uh, all the ships that you've sailed. Yes, that's a, that's an excellent suggestion. I, I'll walk forwards into the Zone of Truth, fully attempting to resist it. Okay, um, <laughs> sure, why don't you make, uh, shoot, I didn't actually bring it's it up. A I think it's a charisma saving throw. Yeah, do you want to make a charisma save for me? It's uh, an eight. So you, you fail, thankfully. And you see the Admiral kind of, uh, shrug his shoulders, and you see his, like, somewhat jovial facade drop. He goes, very well. I am John Beluga, chosen blessed of the sea god. And at this point, I'm going to start summoning a sleet storm centered on my position. And it's going to literally like Those extinguish- really big. <laughs> yeah, they're 40 feet wide. It's going to extinguish all the torches and start getting sleet in everyone's drinks and hair. So, I've killed countless men, really, in my pursuit of vengeance, which likely won't end until the day I myself am killed. I've slain foes of all manner, perhaps not hunted dragons like the likes of you, but I count myself among her most mighty champions, and I'll prove it to you in the coming day. God blessed and... A slayer of men, motivated by vengeance, stands before us. Thank you, Admiral John Beluga. And there we have it, the individuals who will go out and slay the fearsome ice fire. And as soon as I step out the zone of truth, they'll be like, Oh, sorry, I'll turn that off and I'll just wave away the salute with my head. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see some of the servants moving between relighting the, oh, they're the just torches. Oh, face planning, because it's all difficult terrain now. So. <laughs> oh, <fuck's sake. laughs> um, so you can see uh, the last turns to uh, whisper into the, the ear of the um, Jarl, and um, she makes a gesture with her hands. Um, and he turns to uh, the assembled people and says, the Yal has judged them worthy of this task. Let none stand in their way. Thank you all so much for uh, regaling us with the tales of your deeds. Please return to your seats and uh, the evening's festivities will continue. And with that, the um, people kind of turn away from you back to their, their tables of food and, and drink. Um, I asked, do, what would you like to do? Are you all just returning to the table or? Yeah, I'll return to drink. the table. Yeah, All yeah, right. yeah get very drunk. Be careful on the ice, everyone. Don't know how that <laughs> <laughs> I'm just choosing to ignore it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not everybody falling over. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> 
Um, so you return to your tables and um, fill yourselves with, with more food and, and drink and, and things like that. Um, so once again, just one more time, is there anything any, you would like to do um, or are you just all happy? Does anyone know any information on ice fire? Are we just walking into this thing blind? Um, there's, ice, there's fire. <clears throat> don't worry about that. Um, okay. I mean, it's up to you. You can ask some of the the uh, people if you'd like or you can... Yes, absolutely. would love to ask some of the people. <laughs> okay. Um so, Avian, you uh, are you just going to sort of um, move between the guests and, and speak to them? And um... yeah, if there's any particularly mean-looking ones that look like pretty good fighters uh, or hunters, rather, um, you know, who might have been hunting dra- dragons locally. Sure. Um, why don't you make a perception check and spot the meanest, most um, fearsome-looking chap? Rolls a one gets Jack. <laughs> an eight um <clears throat> so uh, looking in amongst the assembled people there's all n- number of um well equipped warriors people uh, spouting various scars and um wounds and, and things like that but you see an an aged gentleman with with long uh, soft white hair uh, sitting in one corner um and you think to yourself well the, the oldest among us surely uh, have the best story. So uh, you walk up to him and uh, what what do you say? So I, uh, we we are obviously been brought here to take on a challenge, but we have no idea what we have to face. Can you tell me anything you know about the you know the dragon that lies in wait? Icefire, oh, he's an ancient fella, plagued <laughs> our lands for generations, <laughs> and. Why is it you have not been able to... You said you're not allowed to go to where he lives, or what? Well, it's forbidden. Why Why is it forbidden? Because he's too dangerous, or...? No, it's, I could get him, no problem. But, well, people from Walmart were not allowed to travel beyond the pass. Uh, it's forbidden land. I see, I see. So, an ancient dragon. Uh, you have many hunters available to uh, to kill this sort of beast. If he were in the right realm. Yeah, but, uh, well, where he lives is, is not this side of the pass, as you might have gathered. Mm-hmm. Well, you've seen him plague your lands. Can you tell me anything about him? What, uh... Oh, he's a dragon. He's big. Uh, and the name comes from where? Well, I, he breathes fire. He lives in ice. Oh, he does not breathe ice and living fire or anything like that. Uh, make up a persuasion check. Uh, ten. Oh, I don't know. He breathes fire. He lives in ice. I don't know. It's fire is fire, isn't it? That, that is true. A fire is fire, I guess. So, you're strictly nothing else to tell us. He flies. He lives, he lives in ice. He breathes fire. Standard dragon, really, I guess. Well, I'm not the one who's going out to go. You, you do well to ask folk, see what they know. I, I mean, that's why I'm here, but... Uh... <coughs> okay, no problem. Thank you for your help, I guess. Sure. He kind of gives you a, a nod and goes back to his drink. And um, <clears throat> as you return to the table, you can see that um, Domas has, has approached you all. He says, uh, the Jarl <clears throat> would like to meet with you all if you'd follow me. Can we bring so, our drinks? Um, cer- certainly, yes. Perfect, let's go. <laughs> hey! Um, so at this point, you can see that the Jarl has uh, has vacated her throne, um, and Domas leads you into a uh, side room. Um, 
one second. Um, so the room <clears throat> is mostly bare. Uh, a simple brazier in one corner uh, provides illumination of a map of Ormheim that y- y- the Jarl stands over. Um, and I shall show you all the map. So I think you guys have seen this briefly before. I did post it in the Discord, but yeah. uh, you can have a look. Um, Ah, that's the, the little town of there on the Rumendell. Yeah, Rumendell's <laughs> fine, right? Yep, there's yeah. something like that. Nothing going on there. Mm-mm. So as you um, all enter, Damas bows his head and um, retreats from the room. The only pe- uh, person in the room is uh, the Jarl standing before you, as well as her guard Drake, which uh, dozes in one corner. Um, and as you all enter, um, she looks up and says. You've all proven yourselves able to carry this out. So I see no problems going into the details. Icefire is a dragon that lives far to the north, here. And she points at the uh, the mountain, the seat of ice. Um, sorry, Connor completely distracted by when I said <laughs> guard Drake and he sent me a picture or sent a picture of Petra, his cat, into the group. Very chat. cute picture of she's, Petra. She's dozing in the corner. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, ice fire was encased in ice generations ago and we thought it dealt with, but it has returned. You will need to go to the seat of ice and slay it. That is where you will find its lair. The journey will not be quick. You will need to go through Isdal Pass, but that way is sealed. To open the pass, you must first travel to the Skywatcher Fort and retrieve a ring from a grave there, Jorgen's grave. He was buried with his seal and the magical properties of that ring will unlock the pass for you. That is it. Hmm. Uh, should we expect any trouble between here and Skywatcher? Uh, are we the... robbing a grave or are they ready for us to come receive the ring? Skywatcher Fort is long abandoned. People speak of it as haunted, but I do not believe their tales. The journey itself should be straightforward. Our people patrol those roads frequently. Is there a requirement to bring back a trophy, a, a, a acknowledgement of the dragon slain? You may bring back a trophy if you wish, if you wish, but we will compel you to stand once more in the zone of truth. And for rubber duck. What does this ice fire look like? There seems to be a lot of sort of draconic creatures milling about. He is a large white dragon, the only one of his kind in Ormheim. We know his uh, temperament, his uh, habits, flight patterns, anything. <clears throat> well, he has descended from the north several times in the last month to destroy our farms and villages. There is talk that. He has allied himself with creatures beyond the north who serve him. White walkers. <laughs> Does he take anything or is he just there to destroy when he comes southwards? No, he merely kills and destroys. I believe 
He seeks revenge for his imprisonment. So when you say handled, now you say imprisonment. What was the original solution? He was encased in ice. By by who? By the person whose grave you will be desecrating, uh, Jorgen. Jorgen failed. Oh, all right. Good enough, I suppose. Any idea on those creatures? Or should we just be aware that uh, the danger will be harder past the Istal Pass? Yetis, ogres, maybe kobolds. Good information. All right. When is the last time any of your sort went past Isdal Pass? When Jorgen was beaten many generations ago. Do you really have no idea what's out there? No. Oh, that's good. Those are the dragon homelands, and our people need the dragons to survive. They fund our living with if we were to travel north and eradicate them as people surely would we would not be able to live here they're a part of your economy well think we know where we need to go we only kill one dragon and anything that gets in our way understood I think Skywatcher Fort, then, huh? And certainly not haunted. Uh. Is there a smaller map that we can take with us? Yeah. So, I mean, the map—the map itself isn't—it's not a humongous map that takes up the entire table. She just oh, gestures, and you can take this one. Thank you. I'm curious as to why the fort is abandoned. Did uh, it lies this side of the pass? It's in your domain. Why? Uh... Why would you abandon such a valuable location? It, when Ormheim was first settled, our people needed protection from the dragons and drakes that inhabited these lands, but as we've hunted them further north, its use is no longer required. Mm, I see. Well, we shall go. Let's go. Tomorrow, I assume. I mean, we have been reveling all night. Yes, I yeah. think we can set out early in the morning. Yes. Right. Eat, drink, and be merry. Do it. Yeah, I mean, she's not saying anything as you're as you're speaking. She's been quite um, quiet. Um, so, what, are you just wanting to, to walk out and, and leave? Or? Any last words of advice, you know, for someone who has lived here? Wrap up warm. Do we have like winter clothes? Oh, we, we said that there's some in the chests. By They're all. in the okay, chests okay. in our bed. Good, 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 good. Thank you. Sorry, one more question. Are we the first group you have commissioned for this particular challenge? Good question. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's encouraging. Others have come who did not prove themselves as worthy. Oh, I see. You didn't even let them have the opportunity. It was jocks. You know, yes, uh, yeah, the, yes, the sword fighting was excellent. You just wait till you see me in combat. 
<clears throat> like I, I have seen you in combat sometime in a dream, and it was yeah, sometime in a dream. Yeah, I remember falling hope. down a lot. <laughs> Nothing changes. Well, I I guess we will head back, Yarl, if there's nothing else, and partake in your fine establishment. She just kind of she just nods quietly at you all as you you file out the room, um, and Damas is uh, there to greet you all as you exit. Ah, wonderful! You're all set for the uh, exciting journey ahead of you, I assume. Yes, uh, yes. we got some. Useful information? Well, I mean, what I, I, do you wish to head back to the, your home for the evening? I, are you setting off nice tomorrow? Nice long or? rest would be good. Oh, right. Uh, sure, certainly. Um, I think Bear is uh, quite well into his cups at the moment, so I, you'll be able to find your own way back, I'm sure. Oh, I think so. There aren't well, too many houses here. Uh, best of luck. I, I wish you the, the very best of luck. I'm confident in your abilities. You seem like a, a capable bunch. <laughs> Thank you, Domas. We we will not fail. Well, wonderful. And he kind of just smiles at you all, kind of inanely. Um, <laughs> so are, are you, what would you like to go now? So are you just moving... Uh, back to the the guest house that's been prepared yeah. for you all there's been um, enough role play let's get sure. to it we're all a bit tired of it i'm a bit fed up of it as well i'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure so uh we all make your way back um to the guest house prepared for you and um well is there anything you guys would like to do on the journey back or when you arrive in the the guest house are you all just going straight to bed so uh a couple of things here that sort of truth really uh, you know, gave me some insight into some of the abilities of our group here. Um, I stole the... Uh, you seemed a little apprehensive in there. Your, your speech is well rehearsed, I do want to say that. Um, have you actually protected anyone from these dark things that you profess to do? Yes. Yes, I, I have. Uh... I've been in the service of the Dark Angels for a while, but, well, I originally started out as just a soldier, you know, fight, fighting wars, and, um, well, yeah, got, got, got selected, and, yeah, I've been, done the odd assassination of political figures, done the odd, you know, just, like, finding of magical items, uh, Political stop. figures and things are, are like, <laughs> eh, just, like just the odd assassination, you know, right, you know um, <laughs> stabilizing banana republics and stuff. Like that. <laughs> uh, are you? Did you work for like a larger uh, political affiliation, or was this more, you know, like Greenpeace related? <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, we we go where we're needed. You you wouldn't have heard of. Us. You wouldn't have heard of our deeds, but right. we're always there, keep keeping the peace, and uh, or toppling governments. <laughs> right. It seemed a little shaky in this order. I just want to make sure, you know, if, if I'm leading a group into some danger here, I want to know some of the abilities and um, and well, between you and then uh, Admiral Beluga here, uh, Admiral 
Yes. Admiral indeed, huh? Ah. I hope you liked my ruse in that zone of truth. <laughs> I resisted its effects, you see, and performed a powerful charade. Insight check! Yeah, make a deception check. Dirk doesn't even Admiral. need to know he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> I finally, up. I rolled over a two, so that's good. That's a 13. Uh, 18. <laughs> 18, so the Admiral acquits himself well. Oh, I wasn't lying. <laughs> I, I think the only thing is, so Ish knows the spell, Zone of Truth, and knows that the caster would know if he passed it, right? Uh, yeah. So, all right. Uh, so they just let us get away with it then because they would know that you are capable of lying within the zone if you had resisted it. And yet they still found us uh, worthy with your ruse. That's an interesting theory you have, though. I literally know the spell, Admiral. Marvelous. Very impressive. Can we all just take a minute and know that that, that Avi turned into a rock? <laughs> that was just, also just very for a impressive. Minute, take that. <laughs> into account here. Listen, listen John. Jo John Beluga. Oh, no, no. I'm talking to John. Not, not you, John. See, I told you to be confusing, Connor. I told you. <laughs> That's definitely not why I did it. Let's not move on from this zone of truth thing. Like Ishmael says, he, he would Jerk, have... yeah, yeah, Jerk is doing very good first matean things here, yes, right? Yes, He's protecting his admiral, but uh, yes, really. <laughs> well, what questions do you have? What's with the sleeting storm stuff? Oh, I can do that. I can do it again, but it might sort of mess our stuff up quite a lot. Yes, uh, the number of people falling over was quite uh, ridiculous. Uh, yes, it's always a fun one, that. Even funnier in combat. I, uh, I, what I said was true. I am, you know, I have a sort of bond of some sort with the Sea God, and, well, the Sea Queen's been rather kind to me. You saw what I did on the ship. Ish, I saved you from plunging into the depths. True. I guess if you don't want us to pry and you're just here to uh Well I keep, I said keep what questions do you have, admiral. but you didn't you didn't have any questions. You say a quest for revenge in your ruse. Yes. Is it truly a ruse? Oh, the quest for revenge is quite real, I assure you. If you ever come by a gentleman under the name of Captain Montgomery Post, let him know I'm going to come and tear his throat out with my bare hands. I will keep that in mind. Montgomery uh, he's a, well, I don't know what he is at the moment. He's probably brown-nosed his way up. Perhaps he's an admiral like myself in the Oskin Navy, and uh, he and I do not see eye to eye. Does he, he also only has one eye, or? Well, maybe he'll have none when I'm done with him. He could only have one <laughs> eye, but he had two the last time I saw him. Oh my God. So, so what exactly was the ruse in your ruse? If you're telling us oh, all of this. Oh, you know, I'm just not... It It was only, a, you know, sort of like a half ruse. I'm not that scary, I promise. I don't really <laughs> mind too much about, you know, telling you all about my quest for vengeance, but it's not the only thing that drives me. Hmm. Okay. I just want to know a little bit about the people that travel with us. Obviously, Jark, you are an open book. It is rather clear that you are skilled with a blade and, uh, you know, good at what you do. I do command the room quite well. Indeed. <laughs> it's funny because I actually do in combat. <laughs> much to my uh, much to my performance. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so <clears throat> that's fine. It's enough. Yes, ish. I, I am ish. an open book. 
<clears throat> so your um, anxieties about each other fade away as you f- feel confident amongst the compatriots you find yourself with. So you make your way back to the, the guest house and, and bed down for the evening. Um, just stop me with anything you want to do. <laughs> uh, but you all complete a, a long rest and wake up the next morning. Um, Bear himself is uh, in the kitchen, an early riser, and he seems to be preparing some sort of fried bread dish uh, for breakfast as you all enter. And he says, well, this is it for you all. Heading out then. Uh, Certainly seems to be that way. Off to, was it Skywatcher Fort? Skywatcher Fort. To go dig up a grave, I guess. Well, I'm sure you'll have an interesting time of it, at least. <laughs> um, and good luck. I mean, I, I I think what you're doing is incredibly brave. I certainly wouldn't go out to hunt a dragon as powerful as Ice Fire. They haven't crossed paths with the likes of us, eh? So you um, partake of the, the breakfast and gather your gear and um, clothing and um, Ah, yes, make... you all might want to change into your cold weather gear. We forget. Got my wool hat on. It's just the wool hat. Yeah, absolutely. Changing into the cold weather. <laughs> sure. Um, so yeah, it is um, well insulated. Um, seems to be comprised of a lot of um, sea mammal skins that are uh, rubbed down with oils and fats and things like that to trap the heat. Um, doesn't smell the best, um, but it will keep you warm um, as you head out from the the city and begin your your journey west. Um, so the the path you take is, is well trodden. Um, you occasionally see other travelers who bid you a, a good morning as you pass, um, but the journey is mostly uneventful. Um, the path leads you through. Um, forests and over slopes and hills and things like that and a brief flurry of snow um falls at one point but doesn't quite settle on the ground um and the day's travel kind of d- d- does pass uneventfully um you travel about halfway um uh, to brumendel um before you decide to camp for the evening um so is there anything in particular what to do with this camp or keep watch set a watch sure. um yeah <clears throat> Make sure we don't get snuck up on it anyway, but sure. Um, so how would you like to do? You want, should we just everyone can just make a perception check? I think that's just the easiest way. So, uh, Ish, why don't you take the first one? So, um, so a 19 for for Ish. Uh, so Ish, you, you keep a, a close eye out on the surrounding countryside and um, you're sure that it is quite quiet. Um, Avi, you um, do not pay any attention when it is your turn on watch and uh, Jarek. A 19 from Jark. Uh, he keeps a, a Gozaya Stalda with a 17. Um, Admiral John Beluga, on your watch, um, as the dawn light just begins to, to crest on the horizon, um, you hear um, the mewling of, uh, I guess, an, an elk of some sort. Uh, make a nature check. Um, Ooh. 16. 16. Uh, yeah, so you, you can tell that it is some sort of uh, male elk um, calling out in its territory uh, about 150 meters or so to your south, and, and you don't pay much attention until you hear a mighty crash through the trees behind you. Um, 
and the the sounds are the Dark. I don't know what <laughs> uh, the, the sounds are cut short. Um Oh. Well that's most curious. I'll keep listening out in that direction. What a how far away was the crash, would you say? Uh, like 100, about 150 meters or so. Pretty much centered exactly where this, this elk is. I'd, uh, I'd kind of, yeah, just keep a watchful eye and ear. Sure. Um, so you, you listen out, but um, there doesn't seem to be any any more sounds um, until you judge it kind of, the, enough time has passed for it to fully be morning now and wake your companions. Well, good morning, everyone. I heard a most unholy crash in the dead of night. No idea what it was. It was in that direction. I'll sort of gesture. We'd go take a look if you like, or we'd get back on the road. May as well. Don't want something following us. Probably take a look, yeah. Let's check it out quietly, okay. I would add. <laughs> sure. Um, so for those who wish to go with this, you can all make uh, stealth checks. Derek's gonna try. Minus 19. one disadvantage. 13. Not bad. Oh. I rolled a four. Oh. Not a great showing. Here we go. Um, <laughs> you all make a variety of different noises stomp through uh, clods of, of branches and uh, snow drifts and, and things like that. Um, <clears throat> but as you lead the, the group to where you can see, there seems to be a spattering of bright red blood um, across the ground and. Uh, carcass of an elk um lies on the ground and i would say i mean you're, you wouldn't even need to make a check you could tell that some creature has um uh hunted and killed the the elk it looks like the the stomach of this creature has been been ripped open but if you'd like you can make a nature check uh to determine what killed it uh a six um large claw, claw marks um are marked across this creature's back where it appears its spine was was broken. Looking through the branches, you can see um, a large creature uh, pass through the canopy. Um, make of that what you will. Um... Predator. <laughs> uh, 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 so is it like above the canopy or just in the canopy? No, so the, 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 the body of the elk is on the, the ground before right. you. Um, and it looks like something oh. smashed through the trees. Smashed through. Yeah. A uh, large flying creature looks like it made its landing here. Either that or leaped down through the trees. Other than that, I can't really get a look at it. Looks to be... Uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't think a bear would have taken a fall like this. Maybe some kind of big cat. Uh, really did a number on the body, though. Could be a dragon. Why do I have big Drake? cats here? Uh, you know, you know, I've been in the north before, not here, but there are actually large, like uh, leopard-type creatures or displacer beasts as well. Can find their ways around in the north. But yes, dragon shark, maybe a cousin or a drake of some kind. I'll we'll just keep an eye out. Okay. Let's um, not get swooped. Yeah. Sure. Um. So you continue the day's travel, or, or set off and begin the day's travel, I, I should say. Um, you keep a close eye on the on the skies, looking for any sort of draconic draconic shapes. But it seems to be mostly clear. Um, and your uh, journey takes up the rest of the day or so until you can see um, a distant village just on the horizon. And um, judging by the distance you've traveled on the map, you would assume it to be Brumendel. 
feel weirdly familiar about this. Yes, 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 yes. Jokes always. Love it. I've been here before. I think there's an apothecary here that makes a rather fine tea. Yeah, so just in the interest of time, um, (laughs) a large number of the party have already, in some ways, been to Brumendal. Um, So the village itself is comprised of um, about 20 structures or so with small farms and and uh, shacks spread out further. The dirt path you're on travels down from a a hilltop towards the centre of the village. You can see um, a number of villagers congregating in the middle of the hamlet where there seems to be a number of market stalls set up. Um, The village itself is, I will just give you the, I'll put you back on the village map that some of you might be so familiar with. Um, So are a number of uh, locations of interest. There's um, an apothecary's, um, which we will pass on your way in. As well as that, there's uh, an inn known as Ruby's Nest. And Rilt's Curios um, is another uh, place of interest. As well as that, there is just sort of a marketplace and a well in the center of town. Okay, we finally get the opportunity to go to the curio shop, but we don't have any money. We don't have any money. (laughs) We're broke, and uh, I feel like we should probably just uh, pass through town. Yeah, take a quick look around and keep going. Absolutely nothing of interest in this town. Uh, Yeah, it feels like nothing uh, ever happens here. No, it is uh, uh, an entirely uh, peaceful, placid place where you couldn't imagine anything uh, untoward ever happening here. Um, so you are you wishing to because it is about late uh, late afternoon at this point do you oh, wish to press on here. Or? we can stay here okay. let's go talk to Ruby yeah sure oh, um, oh, Ruby I'm getting a weird feeling about this yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. so you make your way to the inn um, there's a, a middle aged female half elf with um, not half elf half lean um, with brown hair and a loose tail um, who runs the inn and she, she greets you all and says well you're welcome to, to stay here for the night uh, it's just one gold piece, and you'll get a, a meal and breakfast. Uh, Anyone have any money left? I got you. I have a, <laughs> yeah, I've got money. I have a few coins. A few coins. Thanks. Sure. Yes. Sure. Uh, so I'm, I don't really want to focus too much on Brumendal. Um, if you want to learn more about the village, you're more than welcome to watch the, the one shot on, on Joel's channel. Um, so you bed down for the evening uh, with a hot meal, uh, wake up the next morning, and uh, breakfast is provided, and you set off the next day heading west. Uh, or at least I assume that's where you're heading, uh, towards Skywatcher Fort. Yes. Um, so... Um, the path you're on uh, begins to incline upwards, and um, after about an hour's travel, um, you begin to see the summit of a small hill. And at the top of that hill, you can see the crumbling fortress. And as you crest the hill, there is a, a long stone wall surrounding a keep with a single archway that leads inside. Doesn't seem ominous at all. Perception check. Is it ominous? Uh, you can make a perception check if you'd like. 14. 14. Oh, like really low today. This is good. <laughs> uh, I mean, there, there's nothing in particular that strikes you as being spooky about it. It's a crumbling stone wall with a, an iron hinge gate that kind of hangs off and, and creaks uh, in the wind. Uh, but otherwise, there's no sign of movement or spooky ghosts waiting for you, at least here anyway. I can't understand why they'd abandon them. Seems perfectly functional. Serviceable in nature, yeah. And get a mason in here, a little metalwork. Yeah, this place place could be right as rain. It could be a personnel issue, huh? 
Like, maybe they just don't have enough people coming up here to Ormheim. Elderhus was quite populated. Quite a large city. It was rather nice, yes. You'd think some people would be interested in occupying a place like this. It's rather chilly up here, but I think you're right. Well, let's be careful and let's go rob a grave, huh? Not Sounds the weirdest good. thing I've ever done. I hmm. feel like that's a story for later, huh? Early top we'll 10, there. to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. So, uh, you pass through the archway that leads you into a, a courtyard in which there is a large statue of an aged human man, a sort of decide as he gazes skyward. There are staircases around the uh, plaza that lead up to the, the battlements surrounding the keep, and at the far end of the courtyard, there's a pathway that leads to the... Um, the main structure itself. There's a few sort of crumbled walls and uh, snowdrifts and things like that, uh, but the place does look long abandoned. Can I cast Detect Magic? Oh. Okay. Uh, one second. Okay. Um, Astalda... As you cast Detect Magic, um, you feel um, uh, magical energy resonating off the entire uh, fort itself. The walls, um, as you trace your sort of arm across them or just walk alongside them, this magical energy seems to run through the entire um, surrounding walls. And as you get close to the, the keep, um, the entire building is essentially illum illuminated by some sort of magic. Oh, this this whole place is 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 magical. That oh, yeah. I'd be you trapped. A, you get a sense of what kind of magic, or oh, and you learn a school of magic. Uh, it's transmutation. Yeah. Well, I could maybe have a look about that. Can I approach just like you know any part of the structure really closest to? Me? Can I try to cast dispel magic on it? One second. This might get complicated. <laughs> so, yeah, it's to do with the spell's level. Which you might not know. And by that case, default to level 9. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, even for what this spell does, I, you you can... You attempt to dispel the... Ma or I guess, well, what... Because you don't know the level of the spell before you cast so the spell. So I, right? I just so, roll an ability check. And, um, and then hmm. hope. Sure. Uh, so why don't you make uh, uh, an ability check? I don't think I can actually... It's raw. Yeah, like, I just do it wisdom, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 14. Uh, 14 plus 4, so, or sorry, 14. That's, that's right. it. Uh, my mistake. Um, so, no, that isn't quite powerful enough to dispel the magical enchantment um, on the fort. Well, whatever it is, it's not budging. Oh, it feels strong. This, uh, this dead guy must have been someone powerful. Or he's not dead. Let's be on our toes, eh? Yeah, I guess there's a reason the, the people have not come here to get this ring before, right? There's something fishy here. Something it's haunted, bit. perhaps. Ooh. Progress carefully. Mm -hmm. 
Sure. Ish. Are you leading the way? Yeah. I will take points. Uh, heading to the gravesite. Okay, well, so the only thing you can see is this large keep before you, and there seems to be a pair of wooden doors closed um, in the entranceway. Okay. Um, is it, are they open? Can I open uh, So, So you walk up and, and push on them. Um, they feel barred. Um, you, you push and shove and... Um, Windows or way. any other entrances around? Uh, no, and as you sort of step back from the, the doors, you hear uh, the sound of the bar on the other side being lifted and the doors slowly open. That's terrifying. Open. <laughs> well, that's um, nice of them. And yeah, that, that's all that happens. The, the doors open by themselves before you. Ish will look back at the group and, all right, I think maybe we get our weapons prepared. And then we'll try to slip quietly into the building. Sure. Um, quietly so. is such a funny word. <laughs> <laughs> I will stay roughly 15 feet ahead of you. Okay. Uh, so inside the keep is a large open hall. There's faded red banners hanging that flutter in the small breeze uh, that passes you. And crumbling stone columns line the edges of the room. A simple wooden throne sits on a raised platform at the far end, and there's wooden staircases leading off at either side of the room. Uh, above the throne and jutting out from a wall is an incredibly detailed stone-carved dragon's head. Okay. I cast Shield of Faith on my... Okay. Yes, uh... is, perhaps we should buff up in case there is any... I don't know. Spookies in here. Yeah, trying to trying to spot a shadow. Maybe I, I would like to roll a perception check just to see if okay. I spot anything. Twenty-two. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, so you look around the room, and it seems to be there's a few sort of small creatures that have made their homes in the in the empty courtyard that kind of skitter away as you peer around. Um, <clears throat> you look closely at the the dragon head, which seems to um, draw most of your attention, and it almost seems like. As you look closely, the head seems to be almost following you as you move around the the, the hall. The head is weird. I would like to investigate the head. Okay. Um. Sure. So you walk towards it, and as you approach, the eyes of the head seem to alight um, with a red glow, and a voice calls out, Oh! Hello there, Barnabas. I, <laughs> I have been so lonely for such a lot. Visit visitors, welcome, welcome to the fort. How how may I be of service to you? Oh, uh, hi, hello. My name is Ishmael. You may call me Ish. This is my bird, Moby. Um, just quickly, right out of the way. What are you? What am I? I'm the Ford. I am Skywatcher Ford. Right. All right. Neat. Interesting. Uh, we are here to uh, acquire a, uh, a ring Jor from Jorgen's grave to proceed past Isdal Pass uh, and slay oh, the dragon. Yeah, you wish to see Jorgen's Yes, Pilgrims come from time to time, but never a word for me. Oh, oh well, yeah, we have plenty of words for you. Hi, how are you? How's it been? How's well, it being a fort? Well, it gets remarkably dull at points. The only 
people I have to speak with are the small creatures that uh, burrow and make their homes here. And it, it, I must confess, it is infernally ticklish. Um, but nonetheless, I, it's always nice to to have visitors. Um, Jorgen's grave. Well, I can I can provide you with access there, but I I would be remiss to to do it so hastily. You see, I am frightfully bored. Of, I, of I, under, I understand that. And before we get to entertaining you, right? I think this is probably where you're going with this. Um, why is why are you abandoned? Well, the people decided they no longer needed me. Well, that's quite horrific, and they didn't, like, take you with them, or... Well, at times I didn't always speak up to people. I was rather shy, and I didn't quite realize what was happening at the time. But you are a living fort. In a manner of... I suppose, yes. Gonna lead into Abby and be like, you turned into a rock, but this dude's a whole fort. I know, I need to understand where he gets this magic. You really My... do. That would be so good. Imagine dropping that in a fight. Mm. I got the wrong genie. I so... mean, uh, ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you've been alone for quite some time. Um, how may we help you so you may help us? Well, you see, the thing is, I always love to riddle. Now, I know what you're thinking. I'm about to ask you a series of riddles. It's the lesser of two weeks. No. <laughs> a man. It is man. No. In fact, I would like you to ask me riddles. You see, an incredibly strong and intelligent keep like me uh, needs to ensure its mind is sharp to keep a weather eye out for any foul creatures. And, well, it has been so long since I have tested my mental aptitude. I would... I would dearly love if you could ask me some riddles. Hey, I have one, I have one. Oh, Avi, please go ahead. So, I have been on the road for a long time. The more of these you take, the more you leave behind. What are they? The more you take, the more you leave behind. Uh, well, it would... Something you eat, I imagine, like trail snacks, of course. As you eat them, you you know you they must pass through you, and you leave your droppings behind. So there, I've answered your riddle correctly. No, Next no, riddle, no, no, no that no, was the no. answer. That's the answer. <laughs> Next riddle, please. Terrible, terrible guess. But I understand this game now. I don't think it's very fair, but okay. Anyone else? Come now. Um. What? Is in my pocket. <laughs> that is that is that not a, that is not a riddle. A riddle is, a, is a, maybe a rhyme or some clever answer. But simply knowing what is in your, how would I know that? There is no mental deduction that I can use here. It's a ring. It's a ring. It's always a ring. Observe me and make your deduction. All right. Well, how about this? Empty your pockets. Uh, that is not part of the riddle. Well, this is a silly riddle then. No, you ask for a riddle. There was not really many constraints on it. I have asked the riddle. You are trying to practice your mental faculties. Please observe and make your guess. All right, the thing, your pockets are in your pockets. Aha, another right answer. Aha, I have deduced correctly once again. 
once again, I am right, and you cannot sway me otherwise. Okay, I have a riddle for you, in that case. See if we can get this one. Four people sit down to play. Now, they play all day, and they play for money, not for fun. At the end of the night, they all had separate scores. Yet they all got an equal amount of the money. How? Oh. What game were they playing? Perhaps that's part of the riddle. Uh, hmm. can, I have it, can I have it one more time? Okay. Four people sit down to play. They play all night. And they play for money, not for fun. They all had separate scores, yet at the end of the night, their share of the money was equal. How? Oh, I think I have this one. Well, I believe they bet on the one person to win. Uh, that that is the answer. That's correct. You're wrong. Yes, yes, that's you're how. Wrong. That's the answer. Wrong. No, I'm wrong. right. No, 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 no. No, you're I'm very wrong. You are. No, no, you're very wrong. No, no I'm I have, not wrong. Can I, I cannot guess? be wrong. Go ahead, no, Abby. you may not have a guess. Well, would you like another guess? Riddled. Because you're wrong. No, I'm not Would you like to know the answer? No, next They're the star. They're staff. They're being paid to play. They're not being paid Close. to play. They have been, the, 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 as I said, the, the, the winner, they all bet on one of them to win, and that one nope. won, and that's the answer. You're both wrong. <laughs> the answer is, they had separate scores because they are musicians. Oh, see, that just makes no sense. Makes quite they a play, lot of sense no, when you think about no, it. No, 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 no. Um, do we stab him now or later? Because I will was... I will let you try and make a perception check uh, to destroy... <laughs> the fort the does fort's... not know the riddle. <laughs> <laughs> or sorry, uh, not a perception check, one. a persuasion Good. check. It's a one. Um, 14. 14. Different dice. <laughs> Different <laughs> dice. Well, I can see... I can see why you would think that, not being as, you know, intel. I assume that you re heard that riddle from someone vastly superior to you in, in intelligence, and perhaps you've got the answer wrong from them. Uh, it's clever, I'll give you that, but uh, I, 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 I think I was correct. Well, I mean, you weren't, factually. That's. I suppose well, you I... could have a different opinion about that fact. Why don't, one more, if you please. Uh, Jack, Estalda. Uh, I'm way over my head here. There's a, a load of broken glass, a giant pool of water, and two dead bodies. What happened? Jack, I told you not to tell this story. <laughs> <laughs> this one's factual. Sounds like a Friday night. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, what, a, a, a pool of water... Broken glass and two dead bodies. Yes. Well, they were carrying the broken glass, slipped in the water, and killed each other. But the, the shards of glass. No. 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 <laughs> you now, don't see, seem very good at this. I, I am always correct. Isn't that right? You're very clever. Well, thank you. I'm finally glad one of you agrees with me. Clearly, the most intelligent of the group. What is your name? I'm a Estalda Lydon. And Estalda, do you have a riddle for me? Uh, no. Oh, that's very disappointing. Uh, it's, uh, <sighs> not my strong suit, I'm afraid. 
Very well. Well, you've all entertained me well enough, I suppose, though I think you all have much to work on uh, in terms of your deduction abilities. Perhaps when you return to wherever you came from, you could spend a significant amount of time in a library, uh, perhaps studying up. Thoughts of Redditor, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, so you have you have entertained me well enough for, for today. Uh, perhaps in the future you will return and regale me with with more and better riddles in the future. But here, if you wish to visit Jorgen's grave, well, you will find it. And um, with that, he, um, there's a, a rumbling and the uh, throne moves backwards and revealing a, a dark staircase leading down where he says, you'll find him buried amongst there with all the others. Uh, I, uh, appreciate the, the guidance, uh, Skywatcher. Uh, Let's let's go, everyone, before we're asked to ask more questions. Thank you. Okay, so you descend down uh, the steps, and there's kind of a, a smell of damp and, and musk as you uh, drop down. It is very dark inside, because um, those of you without dark vision or a, a source of light will struggle to see anything. Um, so as you uh, descend, uh, you find yourselves within... Uh, a crypt of sorts. There are a large number of stone uh, sarcophaguses that line the sides uh, of the room, but at the far end there's one on a raised dais um, and as you peer closer, you recognize the figure um, carved into the stone um, with a, a sword clasped over their over their waist it's similar to the statue in the courtyard above. And You would probably assume that this would be um, the main sort of tomb, if you will. We'll light a torch. Okay. Because I do need to be able to see, much like I think almost everyone in the party. <laughs> I do have dark vision. Hooray. Yeah, I'll light a torch as well. I have dark vision. I don't. All right. I guess we press proceed. onward. Yeah, proceed. Yep. There's no there's no traps or anything in the crypt, so let's keep Ooh. going. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you you walk forward. Um, and so what was it you'd like to do? Do we rummage around the dead bodies, opening I mean, boxes? Uh, I mean, do we find a name? Maybe right? Are they labeled? Um, do any of you speak uh, giant? Yes, I do. Okay, as uh, so you see, a variety is the one the one at the far end of the room. Um, that I took pains to describe is surprisingly uh, the grave of Jorgen. Um, I'll gesture towards him and be like, ah, perhaps a fine Goliath fellow like myself. It's written in our language. So you uh, move towards the the, the grave and uh, the, the, the carving does appear to be a, a human man. Um, what would you like to do? Slap the top of it. Sure. Yeah, there, 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 there is a whole lot of dead guy in here. Huh? <laughs> there, there is a lid, so you um, push heartily. Uh, there's no check or anything like that. You, um, with a grunt, you shove the the lid. Um, and inside, there seems to be a dry, uh, musty, mummified corpse. Um, yeah. So, is uh, it got a ring on it, John? Do you wish to make an investigation check? <laughs> John's the one that pushed it open, right? <laughs> right? Admiral John? Beluga? 
Uh, oh, I thought you talked to John Beluga. John Beluga. I didn't say that. In a, in a okay, character well, voice to be John? clear, I didn't say I pushed it open. So that oh, was you. You went over there. Oh, okay. no, you went over and pushed it open. Hey. Okay, sure. I, I said I slapped the top of it and looked I... at the party. All right, twenty-three. Okay. Um. So yeah, rooting around inside and um, peeling back the wrappings on the the hands. You do see one of the hands has a ring with a, a dusty red ruby in the center of it. Um, and even by just sort of getting closer, you can tell there is some sort of magical aura on this ring. Hang on. Yeah. Surely people would have come here to try and take that. That looks valuable. Seems uh, rather, rather strange to me as well. Maybe only if they were trying to go to the pass, right? Or to sell a ring with a giant ruby on it. I mean, maybe the people of Ornheim are honorable and they don't steal from graves. They literally told us to come here and steal from the grave. Uh, they're not that honorable. But they knew the grave was still here. So why didn't... Yeah. Maybe it was a well-kept secret. Is that hopeful? Possible. Perhaps that fort denied entry to anyone who tried. Maybe... The riddles weren't as good as yours. True. Although he did get all of them, apparently. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> I mean, choosing Everybody to be right is... Uh, has anybody removed the ring yet? No, I'm just waiting, right? Like, I see the ring. <laughs> I'm having the can I... They're having a conversation. As a purveyor of rings in particular, can I invest? Can I have a look at the ring uh, and try sure. and de deduct its nature? Uh, my my detect magic would still be up. All right, so I mean the ring the ring is magical. Um, I mean I guess this would also be a transmutation one. Um, and I would say that kind of enough of you are sort of looking at it. this ring has no. It's not a magical item in the sense that it will let you do something or or have sort of a, a, a an active ability. And um, the ring itself is just magical in nature. There seems to be some sort of enchantment placed on it. Just to spell the magic and ruin the entire campaign. <laughs> 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 Sorry, we Duck. lost the key. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. My bad. Okay. We'll, yeah. Uh, okay. I I'll, I'll take it off. In that case. So yeah, you, you reach down and, and pluck it off the, the dried mummified bones and um yeah, you, you have the ring in your hand. Uh -oh. I'm going to say this, uh why don't we exit? This place still gives me a bit of the heebie jeeves. Uh yes. I mean this we have what, what we came, came for. for. Nice and fast. Let's be out. Sure. So with haste, you make your way back out of the, the crypt. Um, and as you all exit, um, the passageway uh, begins to seal off behind you, and the, the fort says, Ah, done paying your respects, are you? Absolutely. Uh, yes. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, as I said, you're welcome back anytime. Um, I, I apologize for the state of repairs things are in, but, um, well... If you have no more riddles, then I don't see why why you should remain here, I guess. Right. Well, then we will go. Uh, Skywatcher, is there a way to remove you from the fort and maybe take you to somewhere more populated where you... No, I I am the fort. If you uh, you harm or try to pull a piece out, I, you, you hurt me, I'm afraid. Oh, 
Well, maybe uh, we can uh, convince some from uh, Elderhaus to uh, yeah, re-populate re, uh, the fort. I was going to say, do you have any messages for them, the former uh, occupiers of the fort? Uh, just that I am still out here, still keeping an eye on things, nothing to report. Okay. Yes, yeah, if, if somebody would come and re-inhabit the place, that'd be marvelous. Okay, I'll let them know. Uh, I guess the least we can do for your hospitality. W wonderful. <laughs> to the bus. What the weird guy, huh? Just... So as you he, he's guys... the boss, he can hear you. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you guys pass out from the, the doors of the keep, um, a voice calls out, well, have a care, um, something is on its way. And the, the doors to the keep sort of slam uh, behind you, and you hear the sounds of the bar uh, locking into place. Um, oh, good. <clears throat> now, before we get into the next section, because um, it will be potentially some lengthy combat, um, should we call it for tonight, or...? Um, uh, I, I do probably, have to, uh, to go like yeah. right on time. Okay, so. sure. Okay, yeah, sure. We'll we'll end it there for this evening. You can find out what. Um... It's totally not haunted. Well, at least he watches <laughs> the skies. He's still, you know, doing his job. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that was the the first session uh, with no they... combat. Can't believe it. How did they not believe. tell us that Skywatcher Fort was like a thing? Yeah. Maybe they deliberately didn't talk. This feels like a stitch up. It, it, stitch it feels up. it feels like someone set us up, but yeah. that's you know it is what it is. All right, we got the ring. That's good enough, right? You got the ring. Uh, so yeah, I guess thanks for watching, everyone. I uh, hope you enjoyed the the first session. Um, I think it'll be two more. Uh, depends on how quickly the party moves and how well they can riddle. Um, you know, because that's what this campaign really is. It's just going to be a series of sentient structures asking them for riddles. <laughs> but, yeah. You guys can do your um, own fun by answering the speeches. riddles in the chat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess, do I have to do my silly, like, this yes, bye yes. from everyone and bye yeah, from me? Of course it is. All right, yeah, this bye from everyone. Bye. 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 And bye from Craig. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>